something confusing. You wrote something confusing. Now you know how I feel. What did it say? Just out of curiosity. I want just out of context. What did it say? It was just why is he hiding from guards? Vo Friday, April twenty fifth. Like I didn't, I didn't put a space because I was typing too fast. Oh, that's fine. We're now recording. I'm just, just trying to have this seem sound in in gornic, organic, 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 like uh, like like green beans and olives and uh, carrots, sometimes bananas. They're all organic. They can be organic. Yeah, they're all organic. I mean, well, they're you... not. They're not all organic. I mean, well, they're either made by pesticides. No, not made by pesticides. I'm that not one... eating. I'm not eating. You're not gonna eat a pesticide banana. A well, banana filled with pesticide. Oh no, I'm sure I have. It's like sixty percent pesticides, forty percent uh, yellow yellow protein stuff. Is that what you think bananas are made out of? They're made out of yellow protein. When was the last time you had a yellow protein stuff? How high are you? I'm not as high as I'd like to be. Too much and not nearly enough. That's what we do here when we talk about the panic inside. (laughs) Yeah. Don't mind me. Go ahead. Uh... This is top-notch nonsense, if you didn't tell. This is a genre podcast where one of us every week, you know, introduces the other to a certain type of uh, a double feature of movies that more or less go together that have a very specific type of genre. Yeah. Stuff that has a particular point of view. All of, you know, not that I want Dark to introduce you to... Up in yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. These two movies we are talking about today. Oh, that's what we're doing. (laughs) Sure, (laughs) yum yum. Uh, I'm I'm enjoying this, but these two movies we're talking about today. These are uh, these are in the golden oldie uh, oldie times of like ooh wearing suits and wearing a hat to work. I'd be up for that. Yeah, more often than not. I mean, I do when I do work. I I put a hat on. People don't say anything. They don't. You know. I. You know. If, if, what would they say? They would say, you know, "Hey, Sonny, you got a hat on your head." Yeah, and I like, I like, I, I like it when people talked like they don't. I mean, if they in an act, affected, accentuated way that doesn't feel real, they almost feel like you know, cartoons. What film noirs have you seen in the past before these uh, two that we've talked that we're going to oh, be talking golly. about today? Like Double Indemnity. Yeah, and the, I've seen that. Yeah. Um, The Big Sleep, Maltese Falcon, you know, those... Those three. Those uh, uh, what about things. Key Largo? About, uh, you know, the Largo, it was a Key Largo. Large. Montego, baby, why don't we go? Yeah, and uh, you haven't watched that no, one? No, I don't think I that know was that was a. That one's just another, that's a Humphrey, another Humphrey, uh, another Bogart uh, staple. You know, the type of sadness, the type of darkness, the type of nihilism that people felt during the uh, 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 just after the war and before you know people started feeling good about having homes and then once they got homes they heard about the red scare the red guys you know they were scary he's like oh no they heard about that and then just and then there was that paranoia of red scare point paranoia of looking over your shoulder worrying that some sort of other was going to take your take your property and your cash which has been you know uh, uh, an up and down thing going f- since the Civil War. Now, these two uh, 
these two movies are quite, uh, one is more... Uh, big movies. Big movies. They are big movies. They're it's not, a big picture. Yeah. And I really, I really love, I really love this type of stuff. Now, I have not, uh, this was my first time watching The Big Clock. Yes, I had never heard of this either. This is The Big Clock. 1948. When powerful publishing tycoon Earl Janeth commits an act of murder at the height of passion, he cleverly begins to cover his tracks and frame an innocent man whose identity he doesn't know, but who just happens to have contact with the murder victim. That man is a close associate on his magazine who he enlists to trap this quote-unquote killer, George... Stroud, yeah, that's that's what his name is. It's up to George to continue to quote unquote help Janoff to elude. I know how to say it to elude the police and to find proof of his innocence and Janet's guilt. Yeah, I, uh, that's about the long and the short of it. Where'd you get that synopsis from? I got that from IMDb. I like to say it like that. That's nice. But um, a lot of really great performances in this. It had a bit of a you know abrupt ending, but we'll yeah, get to that. There's it, some cool camo work in this. Yeah, the there is. I mean, and that that opening that opening transition shot how we went from that yeah there's a push in from outside the building to inside, inside the building, the building through, you know, and it seems the it, you can. You can seam the seams, but it's nearly seamless. It's very yeah. I I like to say it. Said at the very beginning, it really announced itself. Okay, we're going to try and do some interesting stuff. You think this is just about a big clock? No, it's just a prop. The big clock is a red herring. Not unlike you know a different type of red mm-hmm. herring. Uh, the calming. Um. Anyway, but what uh we uh. There's a lot of, um, it, if it wasn't so dark, it'd be a little bit more screwball in the way it's, it's, it's told. Okay, this, uh, oh, we got a painting from this. First of all, this guy makes decisions that don't make a lot of sense to me. Not a smart man. Not no. really smart at all. He's actually I, just kind of a general douchebag. I mean, he's a total shit to his wife. Yeah, what do you His th- wife should leave him. Yeah, you don't like the character, but he plays it very well. Ray Milland plays this George character who seems to be much more interested in getting drunk you know was his boss's fucking wife uh, commiserating about how i don't think they were married because nobody knew nobody in the company or seemed girlfriend. to know that they yeah or were attached except for uh, steve i think and bill the masseuse bill the masseuse who is the most terrifying person who touches backs on hands that i've seen in a movie touching backs with their hands thank you oh god this this drink that i that you made me last night still ha- packs the punch so does other stuff now um th- he seemed authentically terrible i uh, but i couldn't really it's like I, maybe i'm just a good person you, you have plans with your wife you do you do the thing with your wife you do not get fucking blitzed i don't care how she's going to help you try to take down your fucking <laughs> your boss who you hate because all you all he wants is like I want six months vacation so I can sleep with this is the first ten minutes it's like I so I can be with my wife and we could have a romantic connection and once he does it once he finally says I'm quitting I'm gonna quit I'm leaving he doesn't leave he fucking goes 
<laughs> it has a drink, which turns into like eight, right? And well, yeah, that this with, is this is about uh, this is a bit of ways into the film. Yeah. All right. I just. Well, we open and remember the whole movie is a flashback. Yeah, it is because it because it starts off. Um, he's it, it um begins where it ends. Yeah, and he's in the building and it's dark and he's, he's hiding, hiding from, from the security guards. guards. Yeah. And he does the VO and, uh, how did I get here? You know, just 24 hours ago, I was, or 36 hours ago or something, um, I was, you know, I An upstanding. Was, I, upstanding man with the big job and everything was At great. Crime Waves Magazine. Crime Waves uh, Magazine with, with the blackboard. Yeah, at Janeth, at Janeth Publications, which I, I guess Janeth owns the entire building as well as all of the firms because once he goes on those elevators at the ver- you know when they're beginning the story once he goes on every single uh fucking floor is a different janeth you know subsidiary or company yeah, within the huge company multiple publications they mention a couple of other magazines um throughout the film so yeah he owns that whole building and he's obsessed with the clocks that's why it has the big clock that runs all the other clocks in the building uh, and, and, and it's a big motif anyway that and, and it can tell you the, the time uh, any place in the world <laughs> congratulations uh, i guess that's very impressive i guess for 1948 if we're going with like interesting things to do or interesting like oh it's uh, anyway so I just... when it comes to janeth um imdb trivia so take it with a grain of salt, but here it is. Um, says, the novel in which the film is based was written by poet Kenneth Fearing as revenge on publisher Henry Luce and his yeah. Time magazine. I read that too. Yeah, Fearing was obliged to work there for financial reasons for many years. The fearsome Earl Janeth is often regarded as a libelous parody of Luce, even though the book received a rave review from, from the Time <laughs> critic, as did the film. As did the movie. So they're like, wow, we like how you criticize us. Kind of. Although I maybe think Janet, he he reminded me of Hitchcock. I thought the guy yeah. was doing was doing a. Well, was Lawton doing was a, doing a uh, Hitchcock. Charles Lawton, that's yeah, right. Of course, was doing a Hitchcock um, impersonation because he was just he's bald and fat and he had this you know very plummy received pronunciation but like just super laid back about everything he said. Yeah. I killed her. I don't know why I killed her. I just did. He like really- it was. It was just creepy and it just reminds uh, uh, yeah and it's it's actually some it's uh it could be in his you know stock of villains that he has pla- i mean this oh, kind of this is this is certainly uh he's kind of this kind of role was kind of made for him if he was if you know nobody else was going to do that you i mean the bar, uh the bars and both these movies are uh pretty packed with people pretty packed with people of course but uh pretty uh you know, I just, I just felt like I was, th- I felt like I was there. I just really like uh, how how they talked. It, it, it really is of a very specific time of 1948. And before we get into the movie any further, there's, uh, I'm sure you would like to know what else was being uh, shown in April oh, 1948. Yes. Okay, so we have Tex Granger, Midnight Rider of the Plains, Kazba. Devil's Cargo, California Firebrand, BF's Daughter, what the fuck is that? Uh, The Challenge with Tom Conway, I Taw a Putty Tat, that's that's gonna be good, Um, Toscanini, uh, um, Angelina, 
picture in your mind, the noose hangs high, desert command, Arthur takes over, winter meeting, the hunted, the bored cuckoo. I want to watch that one. That one sounds cool. Bored cuckoo. Uh, My dog, Rusty, test tube babies. We got to watch that. Whoa. From 1948? Yeah. Witness the unnatural. Hell is a place called Hollywood. Test tube babies. Of, uh, the Big Clock, Who Killed Doc Robin, The Hawk of Powder River, Secret Secretary Trouble, oh my, Secretary Trouble, Ugh. he's a handful, Rabbit Punch, oh jeez, Cross Trails, Lady from Shanghai, No Orchids from Miss Blandish, that's sad, uh, Tall, Dark, and Gruesome, French Leave, Money Madness, Summer Holiday, The Bold Frontiersman, Daddy Duck, oh, Ruthless, Hop, Look, and Listen, Who Killed Santa Claus? I want to watch that. <laughs> I really do want to watch that. Uh, Day of Wrath, Letter from an Unknown Woman, Old Los Angeles, The Cobra Strikes, The Damned, Homecoming, Bone Bandit, Smart Woman, Under California Stairs, State of the Union, Fury at Furnace Creek, all My Sons, and Berlin Express. Holy fuck. That's a lot of pictures to be rolling out in one fucking month. Some of those yeah. were cartoons. Cartoons. Uh, but anyway, there, he finally... he's uh, his. He wants to get away from his... He wants to get away and spend time with his wife. At least that's what he keeps on telling us in the first, like, 10, 10 minutes is that he wants to, you know... Get away and have a proper honeymoon. Yeah, because he had they've been married for something like 10 years, and they haven't had a, a honeymoon the entire time because he keeps getting called away on a job. And so he finally promised his wife a honeymoon, and they're just going like from, what, New York to Virginia, so it's not super far or, any, yeah. or anything. And they have a five-year-old kid. <laughs> so they're taking the kid on the honeymoon, and she even, she even says it's actually it's super messed up. Like, oh, you know the son george there's there's george whose son is little george and, and the wife, wife is george georgette come on writers yeah let's, unless let's we're completely try. deliberately doing this on purpose this seems like fucking bullshit to me yeah um he's on the phone with his wife and um the wife is saying that little george you know won't eat his oatmeal and help pack because he doesn't think he's going like the last trip and the one before that and all the other trips we didn't go on so he keeps just making these false promises that he that he doesn't actually do yeah and so he's just a he's just a he's just a fucking fail um of a human being and if you really cared and then he really lays it in and says okay i'm gonna do it we're gonna do it he tells he tells his co-workers hey we're uh, i'm gonna go on this fucking i'm gonna get out of here i'm gonna go on this ride i'm gonna fucking have my fucking vacation and he just he uh he he just doesn't do it he keeps on working for crime waves crime ways magazine oh yeah crime ways i love that mm-hmm. this is just what ways are you gonna write about i'm gonna write about the crime waves it, it, very demanding bo- and his boss uh, boss his boss is a um is a demanding prick that he doesn't stand up to whatsoever. Well, remember, remember, he's you know he's bitching to one of his coworkers about you know how he didn't wasn't able to go on his honeymoon and you know as as he was crossing the threshold holding his new wife, 
Janeth calls him to, you know, run some story in the magazine, and he hasn't had a honeymoon since. He works 26 hours a day, Christmases, etc. So he's a workaholic, and his wife should leave him. And he's, you know, <laughs> and he's pissing and he's pissing and moaning in his office to a coworker, and his boss is listening over the intercom. Yeah. With Pauline, his lady friend. Well, he's, he's insisting to Janet that he is, in fact, going to go on this honeymoon. And Janet s- says, if you do that, I will not only fire you, I will have you blackballed from yeah, every, every magazine every other place in the country. In the, uh, you know, and, that, and that's fine with me. Maybe I'll just, you know, find some other fucking job in West Virginia, he threatens, but he doesn't really fucking Yeah, he's like, do. he's like, screw you, I'm going anyway. Because he says, you know, if you just do this one more story, you know, uh, you next, can have next six month, months. You of... have six months paid vacation. Yeah. And George knows this is bullshit bullshit because he's probably heard it before so yeah. he says no i'm going on this honeymoon I'll so see he lo- so he does it. lose his job yeah but he does still doesn't go on the damn honeymoon. he still doesn't he go on the, hon- the on the goddamn honeymoon <laughs> so mi- meanwhile he uh janeth has a uh the big business fuckhead uh, played by lawton has a girl yeah a a lady that is like that he also treats like trash, like, and doesn't really completely, you know, pay att- enough attention to her either, and uh, and she seems to want to, you know, get Janeth back on his heel, uh, get him back on his heels, and so eventually he ca- she calls up him and says, "Hey, I might have, uh, I might have some information." Or- no, remember, remember, she uh, meets him at the bar. Yeah, she knows she- where he's gonna be. Yeah, so she goes up to him. And, you know, just gets all like, hey, uh, oh, he's sitting there with another guy, and she's like, oh, we're having stingers, make it three. And then the other guy's like, nah, you know, make it two, I'm out of here. Yeah. He just he just bails. bails. He doesn't want to be any part, any of, part of any of this. So she pretends to be a palm reader and reads his palm and says, oh, you're having trouble in your marriage because you work too much. You know, all the stuff she overheard on the intercom. And George is like, hey, what's the big idea? It it isn't it isn't great. I I I want I and then he continues to drink. <laughs> and I wrote down, you know, is this movie about oh, yeah. alcoholism? Oh yeah, you're right. She she did call him and said, "Oh, yeah. meet me here, and I'll find a way to get your job back." Yeah. And she and he's just like, "What?" And he event he eventually does it, and then they uh, they start drinking and they start talking, but the, he doesn't stop. He doesn't go on his fucking honeymoon. This is yeah. Then you know, one drink turns into three, four, and they they get obsessed with clocks and the color green, and they keep trying. As you do when you're smashed. I mean, I think it had something to do with um. He was talking about his other coworker who got fired. Yeah. Because he wouldn't use red ink. He and would had only to use, use green, green ink. ink. Oh, green ink. And Here's a green, you know. And then they just go out on the town like this. Yeah, they're they're making the bartender make them green drinks, stingers uh, with green mint. And the bartender is not hate, having that. He's not like, interested. He thinks it's super gross, and he's like, green mint and stingers, horrible. <laughs> and then you know they they order one, take a small sip, leave the full drinks right there. It's like I guess drinks used to be cheap. And then the bartender picks it up after they leave, and he sniffs it and takes a little sip and almost pukes. Like, so I guess he was right. The green yeah, mint and stingers is not, horrible. It's not good. And yeah. they're like obsessed with getting a green clock so they can give it to Janeth or something. Yeah, as a as some sort of fucking gift or thank you or like, hey, this is I have. Jesus. And that, their plan was they were gonna blackmail him. Yeah, they were gonna blackmail him with all of the inform with, you know, 
that he uh, that I guess Janeth has been doing some side having you know some other affairs with other women wasn't that or my i don't know i mean it didn't seem like he was married so i don't know why anyone would care yeah but it, it is 1948 and he is a big uh, deal so you know there's you know there's that idea but yeah there there isn't really definitive ideas and hey i'm just screaming at this guy telling people stop it go home you gotta know this is fucking well, he, your he, he has a, he has a train mis- to catch he has to go pick up his bags and go to the train so he can meet his wife and in Virginia, but does he do that? No, no, he, goes, he doesn't. He goes to another bar where they get. Wait, do they go to the antique shop first? In between, I I thought that they, I thought that they went to the antique shop. Uh, antique. Yeah, shop they went first. to the antique shop, and he, you know, this lady's trying to buy a painting of these two hands. Who's is uh, that's the artist who's actually buying the painting? But well, we yeah, don't know that. We yet. don't know that yet. Go ahead. But, yeah. And um, she wants to pay $10, but George is wasted and saying, I'll give you $20. You know what? Never mind. $30. So he he buys this random ass painting. I, I think it's, um he likes that, that painter. He has yeah. a, another painting by her in his office. So he kind of collects her yeah. work. And he really wanted that one. He's also super loaded. Yeah. And then they go to another bar where they're asking the bartender if he has any green clocks for sale. See, all of this kind of checks out as far as drunk behavior goes. But yeah. Yeah, but why, why does that bar, Bert? It's Bert's place. That's where they are now. I don't know why Bert has. He does have several clocks that he's go, that he's going to either give or sell them. And then he's like, "No, nah, it needs to be green." And he's like, uh, "I'll tell you what. Here, I got this uh this old timey sundial, and here, let's just tie a, a green ribbon, ribbon to it. it. Beautiful." And they do. They they just steal his. They just take his sundial. Yeah. It, so that is a. St- <laughs> later on, we're gonna find out that that's the thing that he kill that Janeth kills her with. Yeah. Later on. Sorry. I'm in a good mood. Yeah, but um, yeah, later on, but uh, he goes back. He goes back to a second fucking uh bar, and he's hold. He has the freaking painting with him. Yeah, he's carrying it the entire time. Okay, and uh, then and then and, they, and then they meet the radio actor, and I'm like, who's this Randall just randomly doing accents? He's some Randolph Jefferson. Yes, is who Randolph is. Jefferson. That is who it is, and it comes back. And um, so he gets wasted, blacks out at Pauline's place, Janet he, shows up. And also, uh, during the second, uh, uh, when they're at the second bar, they all, uh, he realized, oh shit, I just missed my, I missed my time, how many freaking he's drinks? Like, yeah, I missed the train, and it's like, well, get on the next one, genius. Yeah. But exactly. he's freaking loaded, so they go back to Pauline's, where he blacks out, Janet shows up, and they're, you know bickering bickering about uh, uh, back and uh, back and forth about you know him not being a good enough person or whatever well you know he's going out with the floozies and yeah. he's giving her grief about all the other dudes she hangs out with and she says you'd be pathetic if you weren't so disgusting so she's just she's not holding back at all she she gives him what for and then what happens babe then he kills her. Yeah. With the sundial. He knocks her on the freaking noggin with that big metal sundial. And what he thinks is a fit of passion, but that has been, he's probably been wanting to kill his wife for a while. I still don't think they're married, sweetie. Or, no, his, all right, fine, his, la- his lady, his main lady friend that he's, you know, that he feels connected enough that they're able to get into an argument and shit like that, so. But, uh, yeah, and then he doesn't, <laughs> he call, uh, he, he panics himself, 
and calls Steve. And calls Steve. He calls Steve. And uh, Steve just freaking cleans everything. I mean, they have kind of an interesting back and forth here. He goes, uh, Steve, I just killed someone. Why did you kill her? I don't know, Steve. I just don't know. Thirty seconds before, I hadn't intended anything like it. I killed her with a sundial she picked up somewhere. Heavy metal. Like, he's just super calm about this whole thing. Like, he just has no problem with it. Very (laughs) chill. Which is very annoying. So Steve goes back to Pauline's. He changes the the clock in the apartment to confuse the time for some reason. He kind of cleans up the, the crime scene a little bit. Um, steals the hang- the handkerchief and the sundial, and we see as he picks up the sundial, it says on the bottom of it in big, bold, black writing, STOLEN, stolen. FROM BERT'S PLACE. <laughs> now, uh, I-, I got a little and confused here. And it has the address. There. Yeah. It, BERT'S it, PLACE, 988 Third <laughs> Avenue. But uh, that, uh, that made me uh, think, was that written by the two of them so they can remember while no, they were drunk? I, or? No, I think... Oh, maybe, but I think it was written on there because, you know, Bert owned it. Oh, yeah, I know, but if you're... Oh, I guess... I don't know. Putting that thing on there uh, before it's uh, before it's sold, even if... Or they whether didn't or not it's sold they, or not. Oh, wait, didn't, didn't they tell him to put the sundial on the bill with their drinks? Yeah, they might have... Yeah, which also doesn't make any goddamn sense because they stole the sundial from somewhere else. Anyway, but from there, yeah, but, uh, Jesus... So now George flies to Virginia to be with his wife. (laughs) Yeah, now. Yeah, now he finally does it after an entire night of drinking and murder and getting blacked out and all kinds of nonsense. He didn't kill her, yeah, but yeah. I didn't say he did. I just said murder happened and he was there. (laughs) Oh my. But, uh. So his wife is understandably pissed and she says you know it was unforgivable you not making the train and he says oh, it was unforgivable you leaving without me oh, fuck, fuck you, you bro she that's, had that's the tickets you up. knew what time it was supposed to be you went out you you bailed yeah you got you got fired you, you got didn't even hammered. have to worry about your job anymore but you went out and you know getting loaded with the blonde lady instead of going on your honeymoon which is what you lost your job for in the first place so it's like you just doesn't make any you sense you fucked yourself double yeah i know oh i know miranda but then he does tell her that he got fired and blacklisted, and she's really stoked about it. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. So that, that yeah, that's good. That's good. She, uh, uh and that's where he should have fucking, uh, he should, uh, could have stopped, you know, answering any phones, and, uh, the movie could have ended there, but he did not. No, he, he did not. Oh, and we find out that when... Janeth and Pauline were bickering before he clocked her. Um, she was saying, oh, you know, I was just out and met, met this person, that person. Gave uh, Janeth Jefferson Randolph's name. So that's who he thinks that he was with. Yeah, and that's the that's the switch. That's the main reason why that, that goes down a rabbit hole because they start to, because that, sets in motion a whole thing where they're trying to find this person that that might have killed uh, uh that might have killed her and it it isn't that guy he's just a fucking no he, he just he just showed up said hey how's it going and then they and then he left, left. yeah he has he no did. idea what's going on no he doesn't they're just inadvertently uh assuming and uh, uh assuming it's this guy 
and uh, when it is certainly not, when it is certainly not, and they're going to pin it on him because they think he's a easy mark because even though they don't know anything about him, anyway. But and they think that every uh, all the other ones are, uh, uh, and we find out as they're getting more information later on in the movie that they were going uh, that all of all of the um, attributes are connected, uh, uh, kind of kind of uh describe george as a human being anyway <laughs> all right fine we'll get there babe okay so he's finally on the honeymoon with his wife and the phone rings and he you know he picks it up and is just like ah nobody's home leave me alone but then it rings again and he can't stand it so he has to answer it and of course it's janeth yeah and janeth wants to come back wants him to come back wants him to work on this particular story and you know run down all this fucking shit that just happened yeah doesn't doesn't tell him you know you know it's a a blonde that died doesn't say her name who it was so george has no idea that it was pauline but it's just oh some guy named jefferson randolph killed some blonde we have to find him yeah and so as a story for the magazine yeah that's and that's what uh, and eventually he succumbs to that. yeah he freaking leaves he leaves his honeymoon yeah. to go back to work which doesn't make any sense yeah, he sucks. All right, so he comes back and uh, starts the whole fucking, you know, trying to pinpoint down exactly who this person, uh, who got killed, why she was killed, what, what, who, uh, who might have killed her, what, what her whole thing is. She and you know they keep and Janeth keeps on beefing up the uh, investigators to want to know more to try and put push all his... Because Janeth thinks that Randolph was the guy at her apartment when it was George and that Randolph saw him kill her. So he wants to get him, yeah. you know, capture him and whatnot so that he doesn't get caught for the murder. Yeah. Oh, I love that when George finally gets... Um, gets back, um, Steve or one of the, all, dude, all these guys that work at this magazine, they all look alike to me. I couldn't keep, I couldn't keep any of them straight except for, except for Janeth and George. Says, um, oh, thanks for coming back, George. You being here means a great deal to us. And George says, uh, means a great deal more to my wife. And the guy's just like, eh, she'll get over it. Like, what a dick. Like, why does she have to get over it? Why can't you just, like, well, the next scene, um, the only note I have is old fatty getting a rub down. Yeah, yeah, that's he gets a he gets a rub down from the from the masseuse who I guess doubles as a uh, hitman, and um, and and uh, he seems to uh, and we only find out later that he's more or less just a a, a, a stooge for him to do whatever you know whatever di- actual dirty work because there's a hierarchy Janeth and then Steve and then Steve kind of more or less also delegates to the the masseuse bill the masseuse jeff does have an interesting well not one i'm not going to say conversation with bill the masseuse because he just talks and bill just looks at him weird he gets all like oh perhaps i should take an ocean voyage you know in some countries they let murderers run then shoot them in the back think randolph could be persuaded to run his confession could be completed after the fact it's like oh you like you've done this kind of gnarly shit before yeah, yeah. he knows exactly how to get rid do of crime and yeah. set things up to try and get the wrong people uh in jail yeah yeah 
So George is giving, um, you know, they're working on the blackboard. You know, Janet, um, near the beginning of the film, is like, oh, and how do you, you know, catch catch these criminals before the police do and he shows them he's like ah well we have this we have the crime ways blackboard yeah. holy shit you have a blackboard where you write down clues genius yeah what an idea so now they're writing clues about this story on the blackboard and um george is giving all the different guys who look exactly the same assignments for the story yeah and they're keep they're still keeping pauline name pauline's name out of it so nobody knows who actually got murdered and they're just looking for Randolph going on Janet's word that it's him based on absolutely nothing else. Meanwhile, Pauline's complete, still dead in the fucking apartment. Yeah, they they, the cops haven't been apartment. called. Her corpse is still on the floor in her apartment nothing just as it was. Nothing has changed, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's it. And that's, that's what kind of frust uh, frustrates. Once they find, they keep on, uh, and on that blackboard, they keep on putting up things that would identify more or less uh more or less george he uh, he's a tall man he's a fucking what well well they well they go out and they talk to some witnesses yeah they do talk and to that's how they get that information. and that's how they get that information of course the investigators investigate they all have these people that uh, that came in from that particular night the uh fucking uh, the bartender and the uh the sell the seller and then um you know but um yeah, go ahead. Yeah, the one person said they, oh, uh, yeah, they saw him, you know, with a guy who had a picture of a pair of hands under his arm. So that's the painting they bought. And I'm wondering, like, you know, George was so wasted. I wonder if he remembers buying the painting and having any idea that that was actually hit. Um, another guy said that, oh, the there was a gorgeous blonde with a guy with a brown felt hat with a feather in the in the band. That's George's hat. And then I realized, oh, he he did remember what happened and he does know what's going on and that they're describing him. Because he hides his hat in like a mini fridge. Yeah, yeah, and or or a, a cabinet of some kind. Yeah, in his office. Mm -hmm. Oh, this was this was this was my favorite. The one of the investigators goes to um, the painter's house, Patterson, Miss Patterson. Yeah, and yeah, he knocks on the door, and this little girl answers the door, and he says, "Good morning, young lady." She says, "Beat it," and he says, "Is your mother home?" And the little girl says, "I said beat it." Like she just isn't even having it with this dude she says oh it's it's one of those guys trying to steal our milk it's like oh my gosh was that a problem in 1948 people just stealing your milk off your porch uh, apparently there's a possibility that that was a problem yeah i i wouldn't i wouldn't do such a thing i wouldn't steal milk i wouldn't uh, you do like milk yeah but i'm not going to steal it that doesn't, doesn't bode well for me go ahead so, yeah, the reporter finally does get into the painter's house. And she has, like, a bunch of different kids, like, ten different kids by, like, all these different dead or missing husbands. Yeah. So that's her weird backstory. And we found out that she was the lady that was in the antique shop. She was trying to buy her own painting back. Yeah. So she saw Pauline and George. So she is also a witness. A witness. Um, and she we also find out that she knows Pauline. Pauline used to model for her as a painter, but also used to do modeling for one of Janet's other style magazines. Yeah, that's true. So this lady has all kinds of information, and I knew she looked really, really familiar, and as it turns out, she's um, Elsa Lanchester, the Bride of Frankenstein. That's like, very cool. I'm like, yeah. oh, I, I know I knew her. Yeah, it was really, really nice. I I really liked that. I didn't see it at first either, but that's a... Yeah, she's great nice in this. Plus. She's kind of a, one of the more lighthearted... Um, aspects of it yeah and uh 
evidence keeps on piling up to make it seem like George is mm-hmm. in trouble and that he is the bad guy, uh, that he kill, uh, killed the blonde and then just left her there. And then, which he did not, but... um. But George himself knows that he didn't murder her because he was there the entire time yeah. and he knows he didn't do it. So he's like, oh, crap, I have to kind of go on the sly and do my own investigating to find out who actually did it because um, it wasn't me. I didn't yeah, kill anybody. Yeah, and I don't want to think that I did. Uh, don't want to think that I did that. Yeah. But the reporter, um, also he, whichever whichever one it was, calls George and says, oh, guess who the, guess who the, uh, the dead blonde is? It is Pauline York. And he's like, oh, shit, the person who's murder... I'm investigating was the lady I was with all night last night. Yeah. Ah, crap. No wonder all this stuff is starting to sound like me. I better do my own investigating to uncover who actually did it to get the stink off me. Yeah. And, as, and he doesn't think it's, he doesn't think it's Randolph because <laughs> he, he knows it's, it isn't Randolph because he knows it's what? Well, yeah. He's like, why the hell would it be Randolph? He's just, he's my friend who does, does voices. Acting. Like, why would he randomly kill her? And he, he didn't know where she lived. Like, he know, he's like, this is nonsense. So he's like, okay, now I have to find out who actually murdered her. Oh, and I love how um, Patterson, the painter, describes George. Like, oh, oh yes, Pauline was with this man. He was, you know, a big drinker, ladies' man, glib talker. Because she has, like, a bit of a beef with him because he snaked her painting. Yeah. I do I do remember that, yeah. And that's how, that's how exactly she feels. Yeah. But now that George knows that the dead woman is Pauline... He actually has some more info to go on. So he goes to, um, you know, the doorman at her apartment and says, you know, who was here after midnight? And apparently they all they all bail after midnight. So, you know, he's at, he starts asking around, you know, like at restaurants and, you know, cab drivers who are near her apartment late at night. Yeah. To try and find out who she was around. All throughout this, Janeth is trying to counteract as much as he can. Uh, uh, telling his, uh, telling Steve and the, uh, Bill the masseuse to, uh, do, uh, do as much, uh, do as much stuff so that they can make sure that it, that it is this Randolph Jeff- Jefferson, that we must find this Randolph Jefferson who will. So they can pin it on him. Yeah, that we can go down and then, and I, I really feel bad for Randolph Jefferson. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, he had nothing to do with anything. And, you know, Janice tells him, oh, we wanted to capture Randolph ourselves, then hand him over, you know, a feather in our caps. Yeah, he doesn't want the cops involved because they'll do some actual investigating. Yeah. And they they won't just randomly take his word on it. And then, you know, George, you know, he's wise to this whole thing. And he says, well, where does all this dope on Randolph come from? And then Janice is just like, oh, well, who else could it be? It's like, based on nothing. That That's just the name she gave you. Yeah, that's... It's... It's, but it's still just he's afraid that Randolph was um was a witness to him actually clocking her. Yeah. And I I I don't know how Randolph gets out of this one. No. Um <laughs> Well, George tells Janet that he's looking for witnesses to see if it was Randolph or if it was someone else since all signs point to George, but he knows he didn't do it. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't he doesn't let that slip cuz he he's he doesn't want anyone to uh, think it was him because he's, he's trying to figure out what's going on. And George thinks it's Janeth, but he can't let him know that he thinks it was him. Yeah. But there, it was. Yeah. 
there's a lot of there's a lot of underhanded a lot of really good acting in in this i really like how everyone is it, how they are suspicious enough but it feels the suspiciousness between so many of them and the paranoia seems very uh seems very real throughout all uh, throughout each and every single one of these characters it's just i really love the writing in this so yeah they're all back in the janeth building and janeth gets a call that randolph just entered the building uh, who, who's looking out for him who knows what he looks like we don't we don't we don't know oh i love how when um, the investigator went to bert's place um they're thinking like they know that he's looking for you know um Bert's there and another guy, and they all—they both know George because George hangs out in Bert's place. And it's like, yeah, I need—I'm looking for a guy who's obsessed with green clocks. And they know he's talking about George, but they're like, what is this? Like a bill collector who's like who's trying to mess with our friend George? So they give him all this false information that, like, oh yeah, yeah, that guy was in here. He had a—he had a brown toupee and a glass eye. Yeah. They're feeding him all this like wrong info. So if they—so when they say they have Randolph, I don't know who they think they're talking about. Yeah. Because they do not. Or if that was some sort of dummy call, and then, you know, Jana's all like, ah, we have our man, and he uh, locks down the building and evacuates it of, I guess, everyone else who works there, shops there, I think they do tours and whatnot, so yeah. everybody just has to leave, and they're going to lock the building down. Yeah, yeah. And uh, th- and there's a lot of chaos to locking the building down, because you can't just... They're gonna, they try, and it, they somewhat succeed, but it's still panic. You're locking entire fucking groups of people into one fucking building when you know when you know you really don't really have the authority to do that shit. Well, he owns the building. Yes, he can. Okay, fine. But it is still fucking kind of shady, but whatever. Oh, and then they bring in Mrs. Patterson, the, uh, the painter. She's brought into the Janeth building to describe slash identify the guy who bought the painting. Yeah. And she said she will do it for one hundred and fifty-five dollars and fifty cents plus a ten dollar tip, uh, plus a ten cent tip. And uh, your and then what she gets is about five hundred. Yeah, because she, you know, she said, um, not only will I, you know, describe him, I will actually do a sketch. Just you know, pay me this money. But then, um, yeah, George gives her a five hundred dollar check because she she recognizes him because she saw him the night before. And then he thinks five hundred dollar check would it might. Help, uh, well, might help his cause to uh, possibly shut her up a little bit, and it kind of and it kind of does. She doesn't really when she produces the sketch a little bit later on. It it doesn't look like anything. No, it looks I like thought a fucking it, snake. I thought it was a snake wrapped yeah. around an egg or something. It was really really weird. Yeah. Um, which which is kind of funny because as he was talking to someone, she's like studying his face and drawing. So you think it's totally gonna be him, and then it's not. It's, it's this weird abstract not. thing. But she's still trying to get that hands painting back from him because she says, you know, under the circumstances, don't you think it would be safer with me? Like, she knows very well they're looking for George. She's, like, in on the whole thing, but she doesn't want to blow it up because she doesn't know, exact, doesn't know exactly what's going on, I guess. Or just because she's a kook. Yeah. They want to go through every single person at, inside the building to try and find the partic- uh, a, particular, <laughs> a, a particular description for this Rand- uh, for this Je- uh, for Jefferson Randolph. Mm-hmm. And it it doesn't it doesn't go well. Eventually, uh, eventually, I don't know how far you want to get to that, but eventually they uh, he he come he comes up uh, he comes up there. It's it's they don't and uh, he pretends to be a cop at one point, and 
has people and George is trying to get people to think he's a uh, uh, he's a cop for and that works for about like three or four or maybe five seconds before they they say oh this uh, this seems like uh, seems like bullshit it's not even anyway uh, it, all the descriptions are just leaning towards him though and they're trying to counteract that but it doesn't necessarily work i i do remember i it's hard to remember what exactly happened from then until the very ending because the very ending is quite startling well um one of the reporters calls george yeah um about a handkerchief yeah oh yeah that pauline took from the guy that she was with so it's george's handkerchief and we see that steve was the one that took it from pauline's place since he was the one that cleaned up the crime scene so we know that steve has this handkerchief so that's a clue yeah and also now his wife shows up, he, you know, he told her, he's like, oh, I missed the train. So I was off wandering, depressed and blah, 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 blah. And she, um, because they, they had already published a story about this dead blonde lady and, you know, Georgette isn't an idiot. So she put it together and she's like, oh, you were just wandering around aimlessly, you know, depressed and blah, 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 blah. No, you were out drinking with this blonde chick. Like, what the fuck, bro? Yeah. Yeah, it's not and good. he's like, uh, it's not what you think. Kind of is. And he's like, ah, but I didn't kill her. And she's like, he well, doesn't okay. Really, he doesn't really, he doesn't cheat on her. He just drinks with her. No, they're, no, they don't do anything inappropriate. They're just hanging out. But the thing is, he was supposed to be. Yeah, in he was West supposed Virginia to do the thing. He gets in a bit of a trouble, trouble with that. That just seems like bullshit. This just, it's just, it didn't, it didn't really make any. The big narrative flaw I found is that he could just fucking not. We could have just gone to West Virginia and, you know, shut out that New York part of your life. But yeah, he, just he don't has answer the, the phone. He, has the te- he had the temptation to do so. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, they also, you know, they're they're gathering, you know, witnesses and whatnot. So they have the guy from the antique store as well in the building. Yeah. And George, and he doesn't know why he's there. He's like, oh, I don't know what's going on. And George's like, well, there's been a murder. So he faints and George just shoves him in the trailer because he doesn't want to be identified because this antique guy saw George with Pauline yeah. by the painting as well. Yeah. So uh, now, now we're in a... <laughs> But, oh, th- then the antique guy, he comes to, and he's talking to Janet and Steve and whatnot, and he's like, no, I was jumped, but I fought him off. He was huge. Uh, no, bro, we all saw what happened. You just fainted. Yeah. And uh, Janet orders his guards to shoot Randolph to kill. Yeah. So it's like, no cops are involved, but these, like, armed guards are just going to go around. They're just going to shoot somebody. Yeah. Okay. So George and his wife are in, um, in... I think, I guess it's Steve's office, I want to say. And he's like, okay, we have to, we have to somehow figure this out. I didn't do it. I know Randolph didn't do it. I'm pretty sure Janet did it. I just don't know how to prove it. We need to figure this out. And she's just like, okay, well, let me know what you want me to do. And he's like, well, can, at first, you know, first thing, can you just give me a cigarette? I need to think. So she does. She, um, opens the cigarette box and she finds the handkerchief. Yeah. Because that's where Steve stashed it. Yeah, that's where Steve stashed it. And George recognized, like, ah, that's my handkerchief that I gave Pauline for some reason. Yeah. And he's like, holy shit. So it's in Steve's office. Steve had it. Steve did something. I'm going to pin it on Steve. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. And this is when he goes up to, like, was what? Isn't it one of the top floors? Is this is this with, with Steve? Like, he's going up. Oh, no. That's when um, Bill the Masseuse is, uh, is on to him. Yeah. And they're near the top of the building. And it's all it's all dark, and he George is like messing with the big clock, and all the clocks in the building are starting and stopping, and I, I don't really know what his point is there. Yeah. But then George knocks out uh, Bill the masseuse, and um, 
I guess leaves him in leaves him in the elevator. Yeah. And George is yeah. yeah. And so he's trying to pin the murder on Steve. Um oh, an- another um reason he thought it might be Steve was because he did find a cab driver that left from Pauline's that night and the address that he went to was Steve's apartment because Janeth went straight to Steve to tell him the whole story and to get him to, you know, clean up the the crime scene. Yeah. So that's two counts against Steve. Yeah. Uh, Steve has done some heinous shit throughout this movie. It just doesn't. Well, he's definitely aiding and abetting. Yeah, yeah. But you couldn't, you shouldn't be doing. This is the time to, you know. Yeah, he's all in. He's not. He's not. He's done plenty of probably worse stuff than this. This just seems like fairly routine that got out of hand, and that they've done shady shit like this before. So. George, his wife, Janeth, and Steve are all in, I, I guess it's Janeth's office, and um, George calls in an, an inspector who actually turns out to be the actual Jefferson Randolph, but he's playing an inspector since he's an actor. Yeah. But the thing is, nobody's buying this. Steve is like, he's not a cop. I know this guy. He's just a broken down radio actor. But... Randolph did see him with the sundial, which is the murder weapon. Yeah. So that's that's still another another way to pin it on Steve. So George does. He accuses Steve. And Steve needs very, very little persuasion. And he's like, no, it wasn't me. Janet did it. Yeah. He just gives him up right away. Like, just no persuasion at all. No strong arming of any kind. Just like, hey, no, I, I did some stuff, but he totally did it. He yeah. told me so. So Janet just shoots him and runs out of his building. Yeah, and then falls down the elevator. Well, the office is full of cops by now because he actually, George actually called the cops. Yeah. So it's a lockdown building full of cops and he just shot somebody and ran away. So, so we don't see Janet get his, but we have a feeling that he does. Oh, and then at the very end, um, Pat, Patterson, Mrs. Patterson, the painter is, recognizes Randolph and is like, oh, it's my fourth husband. Yeah. And Randolph is just like, oh no. So we don't know if it's because... He actually was her fourth husband that was recognized, or this is just a crazy lady, and he's like, "Whoa, what fresh hell is this?" Yeah. The end. The end. Okay, so so yeah, what are your notes? Notes out of context. Transition awesome for forty-eight. They meant you, George. Janeth Publications. Chet doesn't stop. That doesn't mean. No, fuck you. Elevator shot, give you a free ride. Janeth is a big building. Oh, God. <laughs> big corporations, George. Their Y has a George Jr. Doesn't believe you're... Doesn't believe you are Georgette. A toy gun. Toy gun? Yeah, toy gun. Yeah, toy gun, goddammit. Monday is being made at Janeth Publications. Janeth wants George Dynamic Times. Similar, possibly, to a Netflix subscription solution of the week held the bastion fleming fund make them reds postpone a vacation crimeways magazine never had a honeymoon listening to george are you jerry spying private elevator has singing lesbian big businessman tanith is seeing a woman involved in every employee psychiatrist plutocrat psychiatrist plutocrat 
punch of mischief. Maybe, thank you, Clock. Georgette, West Virginia, for a honeymoon? She frustrated. She's frustrated about a deduction to, to hop about. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Carton crime pictures, you black boobies. What? <laughs> you blackboard. Blackboard. That's. Oh, not black boobies. Booties? Black booty? Whatever. Immaterial differences, West Virginia, and tonight gonna find them hardest work and break the honeymoon, Fred Blackmail. Fred. Fred Blackmail, meet a psychic after bar, missed his trip with his wife. Your wife left you for her honeymoon too much time. Don't blame. Don't blame the for you, meet. Don't blame yourself. Don't blame her for not meeting your wife at the specific time. Green drinks. Green shots. Patterson painting. The wrong people always have money at a bar. Again, judges goodbye is the more seedy about alcoholism. Is this actually about alcoholism? Drunken night after day drinking with your boss, mis boss's mistress. He just for you and now you get kicked at... Incy also, my what his wife, you flabby and boom, murdered his wife, Steve, I just killed someone, I just don't know, her name was Pauline, sundial killer, put Pauline, sundial killer, uh, kills Pauline, I just don't know, her name was Pauline, back to broken clock and change up change up the broken clock now he goes to west virginia detain bs shut up drunken zombies nobody home janeth has been very bad jefferson randolph grabbed the next plane was been playground with his grit store and janeth scheming to make suing red hardest get Scared, he probably will. He pro she'll get over it. Fuck off, confidential source. Sure, his uh, his confession is wonderful for the crime waves. Talking to his people at crime wave. Oh shit, is the massive hit on her? Her body is sh her body is slit. Oh god, slit there when he rings. George Stroud. George outside his pairing of hers. Slogans the massive is waiting, hunting dorm. Brow felt hat. You fucked, George. You're fucked. Another Patterson. Clausmore. Fang on the killer. Planged on the killer for years. Lots of pandemic York. Oh, Jesus. That says a lot of pen. Pauline York. That doesn't make any sense either. God damn it. Glock with George. Glock with George. That sounds like a fucking bang bang show with a gun. Pauline is still dead. Fudges with the clock. Now he has to believe that Randolph is my five daddy. Oh shit. What? <laughs> In integrating cabbies. He thought he saw him. Lawton needs needs ow. Needs to be out. Yeah, he does need to be out. Mad telephone Stevie Wil witnesses. Mad telephone Stevie w witnesses. Picked up R Randolph. They're here, the red that blondes are stunning. The red that blondes are stunning. Very realistic fella, glass eye. Kowalski, I'm afraid another 50, 55, 500, lots 
defusing the latter. Mmm, not Gouda be able to leave George do- dong those sketches. Oh, no, doing the sketches, not dong the sketches. That's a dong sketch. Ho- Homie Dorito, please, will you shut up? Handkerchief, tailing you... Your wife about everything. I just want to be smoked out. Antique dos. Uh, antique daddy is the is the trail. Farted ast. Farted abstract parking painting. No fart <laughs> abstract painting. Baler. Baylor, that's George Randolph. We just got orders to shoot to kill. Hagen had. Scarf in Pauline's purses, Bill. Threesome is a track to be getting rid of George trying to kiss Kraut Hummus. <laughs> a shock janitor, a man in is Mr. Wagon. Why should I kill Pauline? Maid, I think you dared Bronzone. Sneaking that suicide will fight the kiss. Not interested. Conislot Stour after store tells George that J- Jareth flees the elevator and fell down the elevator. <laughs> no, I think that is about what happened. I think that's right. Because there was a lot of random elevator stuff and I wasn't sure what was going on. I, I couldn't tell what was going on in the elevator. Well, uh, did he leave him in there? Did Bill did Bill ever get in the elevator again? I I I guess we'll never really. No, we won't ever know. Ever really know? All right, you want to know what happened in history on April 9th, nineteen forty eight? Sure. The deal, the Deer Yasan massacre took place when around one hundred and twenty fighters from Zionist military groups attacked the Palestine Arab village of Deir Yassin, killing at least 107 Palestinians. Oh. Well, that's not good. Bogotso! Massive riots took place in Bogota, Colombia after the assassination of presidential candidate Jorge Alessia Gaston. And... George Carpenter, 75, general of the general of the Salvation Army, died and Jorge Alessia Gaton, the presidential candidate, was uh, also assassinated. He was a 45, as I mentioned, he was 45. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know the Salvation Army had generals. Oh, he's in the 1940s, a lot of things were possible. Now, Salvation Army is just where you put your shirt that doesn't work anymore and and it but in the very beginning they were self salvating other things other than shirts like taking shirts uh, or other types of uh like like canteens things that people would need they uh, it was a salvation and then you know who the general was it was yeah it was george carpenter and you know he's not related to um John. John, as far as I know, or Karen, but you know, let's find out. Why wouldn't your shirt work anymore? I mean, because you're fat oh. or you're too skinny. It doesn't, you know, work for you as like doesn't something fit. Doesn't fit. You could say fit. I could say fat, and I do, and I am fat. Let's move on. But who cares? Um, yeah, he died. Anyway, here are the things that happened uh, in October of 1953 when our second 
uh, movie was taking place in October of 1953. The Big Heat came out on October 14th. Important things that happened October 13th, 1953. Uh, that's that Tuesday. Kane Mutiny Court Martial, that happened when it adapted from his own novel, is premiered at the Granada Theater in Santa Barbara, California in the United States. And nothing happened over the weekend that uh, the big hate came out. The big heat ha uh, came out in October on October 14th, 1953. Here's, here are all of the movies that came out in 1953. Of October 1953. Torch Song with Joan Crawford. The Blue Parrot with Dermot Walsh and Jacqueline Hill. Combat Squad with a bunch of white guys. Popeye the Ace of Space. Man Trap. Oh my gosh. Paul Henreid. Starring Paul Henreid. Football Now and Then. Walt Disney's showing of football. What happened before and now what's happening now in 1953. It's about football. Okay, there's also Duck, Rabbit, Duck, The Yellow Balloon, Vicky, starring Gene Crane and John Peters, Little Fugitive, which is about a little guy who likes to, like, be like, Hey, uh, look at me, I'm a child and I like to do crime. Oh, you motherfucker. I like to say the word motherfucker. I'm a little fugitive. Oh, bang, 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 bang. Anyway, uh, uh, and then there's a movie called A Virgin in Hollywood, something that is completely fictional. Something that really should uh, happen more often, a virgin being in Hollywood. Oh, no, I wonder if she's going to get divergent, um, genized. The Veils of Baghdad. Oh, my. The Overcoat. What a great movie. The Overcoat. I, I wonder. Yeah. Uh, Botany Bay. Bubble Trouble. With uh, the Three Stooges. Uh -huh. Bubble Trouble. Uh, Mogambo. That's that's a, what a wonderful name. Mogambo? Mogambo. 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 All right. The Steel Lady. The Plaque Summer. <laughs> <laughs> Summer was full of plaque. A Gun Fury. Alosha Pitsyun develops something. Jesus. Uh, this is a living question mark. Magic Store. Hot News. Main Street to Broadway. Also, of course, The Big Heat. The Seafarer. Oh, Stanley Kubrick's The Seafarers. An early short of his. Do or Diet. Ugh. That's not great. Ugh. Those redheads from Seattle. That's a interesting. Called uh, with uh, Gene Barry and Agnes Moorhead and Teresa Butler and Arnold Fleming. Oh. Appointment in Honduras. Shadow Man. Easy Peckins. Louisiana Territory. Two Little Indians. Here Comes the Girls. Rugged Bear. Sea of Lost Ships. Jennifer. Thunder Over the Plains. How to Marry a Millionaire also came out on October 29th of 1953, mm -hmm. right before uh, Halloween. Take the High Ground. Halloween Hilarities. Walt Disney's Halloween Hilarities. Chatty Cornered. Which is a uh, cartoon about uh, with uh, with Tweety, um, 
so big and Miss Robin Caruso. Those are all of the movies that Miss came out. Robinson Crusoe? Miss Robin Caruso. Oh. It has has a blonde kissing a, a a guy with dark hair in the picture. I uh I really love this movie. The big uh this is the movie that we're talking about, The Big Heat. Do you want to give any thoughts feelings yeah I, I like i like this one more than the other one yeah it, it, one it's was... much it's a much tighter story and much yeah much smarter writing yeah much yeah yeah really good writing fritz lang yeah and uh this was during his period he did a couple of these movies where it was his um where he was doing american he was doing american stuff that was uh mm but uh, where he was doing like American genre pictures, he did a couple of them throughout the uh, early to mid fifties that uh, uh, that uh, where he needed to make some money, he wanted to just do it, just to do some Hollywood stuff. The three, the three, um, the cast in this is pretty fucking incredible. Yeah, I really like this. Has uh, Glenn Ford as Dave Banyan, Gloria Graham as Debbie Marsh, and. Jocelyn Brando is Katie Bannon and uh of has uh of course Lee, uh, Lee uh Lee Marvin in this as well which is he's really good in this I And a cameo by fun. Carolyn Jones. Yeah. And so uh I I really uh I really love this movie. Um do you want to get into it or what do you want to Yeah, let's do it. Sure. Okay. So um uh, uh, so at the very beginning, they uh, God damn it, dude! I get it. I I love you too. Yeah. Anyway, so at the very beginning, we open on a uh man who. Uh, well, we open on the pistol. Yeah, we open. Okay. You want to say it? You go ahead. We open on a pistol. Uh, the uh. All right, we open on a pistol, and that pistol is uh, uh, being pointed at the head of a uh, uh, of what we don't know yet, but is a uh, police officer, and uh, it just and he just shoot it, he just shoots the guy, and you're like ah, he dies uh, down down to the head, and his yep. his head goes down, and then his wife go, runs down and like oh no. And then not not with that actual emotion, and just picks up the phone and says, "Excuse me, um, yeah, I have. Uh, he's done. I have to tell you about it. You know, <laughs> that's what he says." Well, no, well no. she says, "You know, can I speak to Mister Lagana? Tell him that it's Tom Duncan's widow." Yeah, his uh, Bertha. Yeah. Duncan, I she didn't look much like a Bertha, but okay. And being as how Tom Duncan just killed himself, uh, nobody else knew he was dead. So Mr. Lagana's like the fuck. Yeah, and uh, event uh, and now eventually now we have a uh, we have Bannon eventually getting to, uh, and yeah, they call he calls he calls him out on the phone. They want to keep it somewhat hush hush. Somebody needs. It's it feels like another cover up, like they're already doing, which is similar to what we saw in the earlier in the earlier movie. She's up on what what uh, 
Yeah, because we we see the letter the letter with the envelope that says to the DA with the gun on top of it. Yeah. And then when the murder or when the suicide is investigated, the cop mentions that there was no note. Yeah, and so she t- she took the note and probably gave it to Lagana anyway. Um, oh, I think she I thought she put it in the safety deposit. Oh box. yeah, she did put it in the safety deposit box. Anyway, we'll get it. We're getting uh, too far away from the thing, but uh, and uh, we uh, there was. Dave Banyan comes to uh, invest uh, investigate the crime, and everyone else is saying that it is a um, it's a uh, it's a suicide. Seems fairly close and sh- shut yeah. and close. Yeah. And uh, uh, Glenn, uh, Glenn Ford doesn't uh, kind of wants to, as Dave Banyan uh, doesn't feel completely right about it, but uh, keeps on going anyway. The mystery. You know, he, he, he starts to invest, uh, investigate and uh, finds out that uh, he had, he wasn't, uh, he was doing some shady stuff, not just what we're going to find out, but he has a lady, he has another lady in his life, sorry. Tom yeah. Duncan, Tom yeah. Tom Duncan does, I mean, the yeah. wife really didn't seem very broken up about the suicide. Um, or but... su- that surprised yeah, um, but she was putting on a show for the cop, what with the fake tears and whatnot, and she's just like, oh, everything he did was clean and wholesome, that was the kind of man he was, it must have been his health. I told him to go to the doctor, but he didn't. Yeah. So she's trying to set up some sort of backstory for for why he may have offed himself. The mistress of the cop, uh, of the cop is named Lucy Chapman, mm-hmm. and she is a... Uh, wa- uh, she is a uh, wily one. She uh, she's a bit uh, she's a bit drunk. She's she seems a bit sad. She knows a lot more than she is uh, letting on. And Banyan keeps on pushing. Go ahead. Well, was it um was it Banyan that gets that gets the phone call? And you know he he says on the other line, "Oh, you mean it wasn't suicide?" And then we see that he writes on a notepad, Lucy Chapman, the retreat. Yeah, the retreat, which is a uh, yeah. So. We'll get- so that's how he knows to talk to her. Yeah. One thing I did like to, uh, a bit before that happens, though, is we get to see um, we get to see Banyan and his wife, and they just seem really well suited for each other. Yeah. And they seem to have this really nice marriage going on. And I was just I, I wrote down like, oh, Joyce's parents, because we didn't learn their names yet. Joyce's parent, that's their daughter, seemed to have a really good marriage. And she's cooking dinner, and I'm like, okay, that is a massive steak. He's even saying like, oh, how did you uh. How you afford steaks on my salary, I'll never know. And then she pulls it out, and I'm like, that steak is gigantic. That would be a $60 steak, but it looked really good. And, and they were having baked potatoes and And it's and another kind of early red herring that turns out to be nothing because it has the audience split thinking for a second that he might also be on the take if he is doing oh, that. Oh, I, did, I didn't think Or at that. least that's what came to my mind really quickly on this watch anyway. Oh, I didn't think, I didn't think that at all anyway. because he seemed pretty sincere. He seemed pretty sincere, but if you want to look at this whole movie as... as because this is a pretty sinister, sad, fucked up, dark movie, uh, considering it came out in 53, that uh, they... Uh, that there, uh, that might be an unacknowledged nod of like, oh, I he might have taken some money, but not as much, or, or not, or some uh, some money on the take, but not from Logano, just like oh, early on in his I life wasn't or whatever. That at all. No, he I don't seemed know pretty wrong. sincere, and then um, the wife, Katie, um, Marlon Brando's older sister, fun fact. Yeah. Um, she said, "Oh well, you know, after Joyce gets into kindergarten, it'll be no more stakes until she's done with college." Yeah. 
Um, but I'm just thinking, like, well, that's nice. They have a happy life. And then, and then Banyan straight up says it themselves. He's like, ah, it's a great marriage. We share the same scotch, same cigarette, same beer. And I'm like, okay, so that's emotionally healthy. Not so much physically, but okay, I'll give it to you. It was the early 50s. Yeah. It's still nice to see, considering how other women are spoken about in this film. Yeah. And treated overall. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is awfully, or whatever. But um, there, uh, Lagana is a uh, uh, looming presence. We don't really uh, see even right or right away. They hold back on his on his presence until about like a third or or go ahead. They, I mean, didn't didn't they didn't they, they showed him, but they didn't really. Yeah, uh, didn't they show him when um when oh, yeah, the sorry. Duncan widow called? Because I remember thinking like he gets handed the phone by some dude in a robe, and I'm like, oh, is is that Mister? Yeah, Lugana's that is that is him. Friend? That is him. But I'm just it just they uh you do not get the breadth of his um of his power no. until a little bit later. I uh, unlike the previous movie. The um this one is uh, that was definitely set in New York for uh, uh, that was definitely very much Third Avenue. They're definitely showing mm-hmm. this in Manhattan or setting this up in Manhattan. The Big Heat because it's such a strong story and because it's so universal, they, they don't really nail down where exactly it is taking place. It might be somewhere in the Midwest because they are just a smaller. You know, yeah, town to be a big because city. by the only uh, reason why Midwest is because they keep on mentioning Chicago. Is that if 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 it is Chicago, that had me thinking for some in my imagination that the that the place was being set somewhere near Chicago. Uh, near Chicago. Oh, I was near. I was pretty sure that it specifically wasn't Chicago because I wrote down. No, it wasn't Chicago, but they're coming from Chicago. Yeah, it could it could have been it could have been somewhere close, just not set in the city. Yeah, because um, Debbie mentions that. Um, I think it was Vince imported um, Larry from Chicago. So it could be somewhere close to there, but yeah, not set in the city. So that's one place we know it's not, but... you And, and you called earlier in this movie, you called it really earlier. Oh, is he on the take? Yeah, and you I did. fucking I called that, got, I called that, that super early yeah. before you found out. And once it, when it was confirmed about like three quarters through the movie, yeah. you're like, yay, that's nice. Anyway, but um, so... He has a wonderful life. He has a sweet child. He does, uh, D- uh, yeah. Dave Banyan is pretty. He he, and he doesn't like uh, his um, his bosses kind of it seeming uh, being so pat about this suicide and being so definite and not mm-hmm. wanting to interrogate. And so when he finally d- he does this, he does a lot of this shit on his own without them really like being on the okay about this. Because yeah, he doesn't it, it let doesn't go. feel it's, quite right to him. And yeah, he's, which it he's, isn't. Yeah. yeah. And so he, uh, he goes, he goes to, yeah, he finds out about Lucy Chapman and the retreat and, and they uh, meet up. Yep. And they meet up, and they and they have this law. Uh, they have this talk that where he's really good at deciphering just and getting things out of her and deciphering what some of that shit means. He's actually a really good detective in that way. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, she's perfectly willing to talk, though. She says specifically, you know, like, yeah, Duncan wasn't worried about his health at all. He wasn't worried about anything since his wife agreed to divorce him. You know, she traveled a lot, and when she was gone, I'd go to the house, and we'd go swimming and cuddle, and 
blah, 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 and she calls the wife that leech he was married to, and he was caught between the two of us. The only difference between us is I work to be a B-girl, and she has a ring and a wedding certificate. So it's like, okay. They, yeah, they had a relationship. Uh, apparently, apparently not a happy marriage. So it, it leads, um, you know, it, it casts more of a shadow on whether it was an actual suicide or not. Yeah, and whether, it well, it, it is a suicide, just he, uh, whether it was for, uh, forced or, like, or... Yeah, for the, for the reasons the wife said or Yeah, for the reasons the wife said, because we know he actually just fucking pulled the trigger. It mm-hmm. wasn't somebody else, but yeah. Uh, but he, he felt, but of course, he felt like it was his only way out, and that's why he left that fucking... Mm-hmm. Anyway. It really puts into your head that there, and it makes it makes logical sense for how she was acting earlier about um, not it, it being so regular on the phone while calling up uh, Lagana that mm-hmm. his that the widow was going to be fine. Widow was fine with it, and when he is, uh, he goes back. He goes back to the widow and yeah. you know confronts her about all of this shit, and he's just he uh, he knows that the widow is full of fucking shit right now yeah and she she's a little she's a little prickly and she's just like oh you know that throughout our marriage there were four lucy chapmans you know when he was getting older he had to prove he was still attractive and which also might also be true both things might actually be true could be yeah that wouldn't be unusual it doesn't it doesn't it have to be mutually both things might have been he might have not wanted to be around this but he also was probably also this is the fourth time he was having an affair or whatever the hell. And he really did still. And he was trying to find other ways out of the marriage. Yeah, dirty and that's cop why he might cheat on his wife. Yeah. yeah and also he didn't seem to like his wife, uh, according to... to Lucy. Yeah. And uh, anyway, but uh, the retreat, uh, the retreat is filled with uh, douchebags named uh, Vince Stone, uh, who is, uh, who is Lee Marvin and Lagana's second. I uh, second in command, more mm-hmm. or less, and I re- I really love Lee Marvin in this. He is oh, he's the such worst a piece of shit. He is probably the yeah, it, and he plays the worst, like the worst of the worst human beings. So we're at this retreat. We're at this fucking, uh, uh, we're at this fucking bar place, and uh, he he's ta- uh, Vince is being a fucking. He's playing. Um, dice with somebody else with is, is is that before or after um Brandon gets a telegram that the unidentified woman was found dead oh yeah oh yeah Lucy, yeah i think that is i think that's after sorry that is after yeah because found a, uh, lucy chapman is fine strangled to death her body covered with cigarette burns yeah 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 it, the telegram unidentified woman found dead thrown this is so fucked up. Thrown from a car after beating and torture. Yeah. Dressed in shoes from Lakeside Fashion Shop. 28 years old, 118 pounds, 5'5", brown hair, fair complexion. So very average. And yeah, the cop says, eh, it looks like a sex crime to me. You saw those cigarette burns on her body? I'm like, fuck, dude. And then, yeah, we find out it was Lucy. And it was, and... And it, there's a whole jurisdictional thing where they're just like, oh, it's the sheriff's problem. Why do you care so much about this fucking floozy that was uh, that got killed in this fucking... Yeah. Or is probably a prostitute or some sort yeah. of thing. They're really disparaging her. Oh, I know. Especially it's, since she It's was fucking terrible. So, yeah, Banyan's talking to, um, not the commissioner, but what is it? His, his captain or something? Yeah. And, and the guy's just like, oh, what, the bar fly? And he's like, well, shh. Well, you know, she used to be Duncan's girlfriend, and he's just like, yeah, and the armies and the navies, and but Banyan's like, 
but she talks to me once and she ends up dead. dead. Like like that that seems like a, a bit of a, a bit of a coincidence. Yeah. But the the captain dude is just like, well, this this fly got herself strangled, or um. And he's just like, yeah, these things happen. But then he, yeah, goes to the bartender at the bar where she worked. And even that guy's like, yeah, this fly got herself strangled. These things happen. They know nobody cares much about what happens to him. So it's just like, oh my gosh, if you're, if you're a single woman and okay, yes, she was fucking a married man. Not great. But it's, but it's like, yeah, she, you know, thrown from a car after beating and torture. And it's just like, eh, these things happen to those yeah, kinds of girls. Yeah, which doesn't make any goddamn sense. And it's like, sense. fucking shit, there's still people. What the hell? Yeah, it's psychopathic about how it, they... Could you imagine, though, them, you know, that being said about a playboy? It's like, oh, you know, he runs around with all them, those no, girls. No, Miranda, of course it's misogyny, yeah. Of course he's gonna end up dead and covered in cigarette burns. That happens to guys like that. Like, it's That's just... That's a horrible dispar- thing to say anyway. The disparity is... So bonkers. Yeah. yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't say that about like a handsome whore. No. You know, who you know? There's a yeah. Lagana's got a handsome whore. I wrote that down. In the fucking notes there. It's fucking, and uh, yeah, Lagana. Uh, uh, not that I care. Lagana seems to be. I don't know. Might be. Might be partially gay. He has like. Yeah, you know, uh, while also having like a regular family life, I'm not. I'm not disparaging well, I don't, anything. I don't think, but I I don't think he was a... married. Didn't show him having a girlfriend or anything. It just showed that like he had a picture of his mother, um, or a painting of his mother, and you know was really it's into gorgeous, his mom, isn't it? Um, you know, um, <laughs> in his main room and whatnot. So that might be some queer coding. There, but there, it might I, also, I don't that know. That might be I'm, reaching a little. Yeah, bit. that might be reaching a bit. But yeah, there's. But uh, the only party he has when he uh, when when uh, da- when Dave uh, fucking yeah when when Dave comes to the door Dave Banyan comes to the door and uh, the party that he's having is a party for his uh, like oh for his daughter oh, for you're, his grown oh, up you're daughter right. you're right we never see we never see the wife but yeah he has like a teenage daughter yeah so he might be divorced not necessarily or she might be dead we don't really find dead, out but yeah, okay, yeah you're it's right. not really no it just it just jumped it jumped out to be the uh, the big it just it just seemed like some queer gay coding because of the big portrait of his mom and how gorgeous it is and how he really how he doesn't really have a regular late lady that goes i think the dude in the robe being in his room handing him the phone is a little bit stronger yeah that's but we can still totally be anyway but yeah anyway um but it doesn't really matter no it doesn't really matter it's just it's it's just interesting shading for 1953 i just i like that a lot but um anyway he it (laughs) um yeah under under pressure from upstairs his his superiors keep on saying I'm getting pressure from his his superiors from upstairs mm-hmm. to close the case. And we find out later it's because you know they're on the hook for shit. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I I li- I kind of like this scene that came up next when Banyan goes home because yeah he's he's got his bosses writing him and he's like I just know there's something off about this but they you know nobody wants me to look into it and he has um he goes home. 
And his daughter Joyce is making, um, she's making a building out of blocks. And he's like, oh, that's the most beautiful castle I've ever seen. And she's like, it's a police station, daddy, just like yours. And it's like, oh, yeah, okay, cop families. The, uh, uh, okay. Um, but that, but that, <laughs> Go ahead. No, but, I want to hear more. No, just certain, certain jobs. It's like the family that just becomes a familial identity. Yeah, and, and it doesn't really and, and, matter. Again. And police and military seems <laughs> oh, to be love, those um, kind of professions. Um, yeah. But no, but no, the whole thing is really, it's kind of interesting. And he's like, oh, well, there's little bossy. Where's big bossy? Okay, a little bit of misogyny seems to be in yeah. in kind of good humor or whatnot, since they do have a good relationship and they do seem to be a loving family. But it's like, yeah, you got to throw that in there. Um, but the, That exists, maybe, especially I, Yeah, I know. And then he, he blows up at his wife a little a little bit because he is under, under stress. And... It's 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 really good writing. It's, it's really a really inter- authentic it's really performance. It's really because it, he he literally says this. He's like, "I'm sorry. It's a kind of occupational disease with cops." That's such an interesting line. And she she yeah, forgives him. She's it's like, real. She's like, "Yeah, I know that happens." You know, you've calmed down. Nothing that bad happened. You know, it we, feels we, like you just uh, you know let your Irish temper get to you or even though he's the, the one that later said she was the one with the irish temper yeah, so i exactly. think they, they, they just kind of they match each other a bit that yeah, way but they're nice. very they're very mature it and feels real it. it feels like a real actual relationship yeah and real it's like people get stressed but we can move past yeah it. exactly like a regular actual like, relationship that felt very real you could also see the love between his wife and him it feels genuine it and mm-hmm. because of it so he starts getting threatening phone calls too uh, but yeah I, yeah I, I was just i was about to get to that babe um so he he tries to get up because he's sitting on his on his daughter's bed at the time and he accidentally knocks down her her block police station yeah and she and she cries and the mom's like oh daddy will help you build another one but then the phone rings the little girl completely stops crying and it's like oh let's go see who's on the phone yeah like it's like okay she's over it kids are resilient yeah and that that again another real thing there was so much reality Mm-hmm. put into this movie that have you, has you thinking ooh this is a real family these are real people this is mm-hmm. this is some these are people you can invest in and believe yeah. and empathize with and and that's when they they get the obscene phone call yeah but, it, and the wife you better answers. stop you better do stop doing all that stuff like, listen slob you better stop minding other people's business some big people are starting to get annoyed yeah which is you know that's what happens that's what happens when you you know, investigate the truth. People with money get annoyed. And then Banyan goes to Lagana's party, I believe. Yeah, and then, yeah, goes to, uh, goes to Lagana's party, yeah. Oh, did I, did I? You said I, Banyan goes to Banyan's party. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, he, my, he my, does. Go, my, but, my mistake, no, it's Lagana's and, party. And this is the first time that you kind of, that you, that it kind of clicks, and this, I think this is when you fucking called it, that, when he had, or when it kind of, when it is kind of telegraphing to the audience that Lagana is not only a bigwig in this town, he is the bigwig. He is the, mm-hmm. because he has cops working his yeah. security, and that is where we'd say, "Oh, holy shit! If you have cops working your security, uh, you have cops doing other shit for you. It's yeah. not just you know protecting you know your 
your teenage uh, your teenage daughter's parties. It's uh, it's other shit too. Yeah. So when we uh, so he, he, and he asks what, uh, some of the co- so you getting uh, what are your shifts around? What do you what are they paying you? What's your shift around here? What's the thing here? And they're oh, like, because uh, Banyan had lost his gun and badge by this point, right? Yeah, so he, he is. So he's not on the force anymore. He's not on the force anymore. He's gone. Got done with his job. Here's the other thing. Another similarity between these two movies: both these fucking dudes lose their job and they could just look the and other he way to do their job. Another another thing. Hey, but but it, it it's just we did not realize. I just knew that these were film noirs. I had no idea that that would be and they another both have fucking, big in the title. And they both have big in the title, like they all fucking. Yeah, you know, really. That's why I actually did it because of the big name in the title. But you know that it, it, again, there are crucial parts in this movie where if he just walked the fuck away and stopped that shit after the first like su- after the first call saying, "Hey, you better get the fuck away," and you know start thinking about like opening o- your own private investigations office instead mm. of investigating us and blah blah blah, we're gonna do something about it. But the whole deal with his character is he's one of those guys that joined the force because. He just has a passion for justice, and he all wants to see justice done. Wonderful idealistic yeah, horseshit. Yeah, he's yeah, he's an idealist. Yeah, he, he I, he's one of those angry idealists, or whatever. He's a real yeah. man who ha- believes in the decency and what cops should be, and how that's all fucking horseshit because it's all you know corrupted by the dickhead with the most money. Anyway. Oh yeah, and this is where when he's talking to um to Lagana at his party, I'm like, "Oh shit, dude made Oh, that's how he's got rich. He was a bootlegger." So Yeah. He's, so he's from a, the 20s, so he's so like So he's a back in the day Joe Kennedy type of motherfucker. Yeah, I like to think that this movie was set like a couple of like a couple of sit small small big towns away from it's like a this area is probably like a big town if you have like a huge uh benefactor who has that much money usually big benefactors have big mansions way out they don't have them in the city they have them in uh, they have them way out there and fucking uh, uh. so it might be evanston or like a suburb like a couple of suburbs away from the big city of chicago yeah it could be anyway just uh, uh, just that was the one thing that kept on jumping in my head he he ha- has this interrogation with uh, uh with lagana and uh we also see again Vin- vince stone uh, during uh. this whole fucking thing who turns out to be the w- probably the most Cr- the cruelest fucking yeah, motherfucker in this movie who who just treats other people like fucking horseshit. We first see Vince Stone, you know, playing with uh playing with dice in the at the retreat with uh, another girl yeah, with another girl. Yeah, they're playing he's playing craps with um Carolyn Jones and quote unquote works her over by grabbing her wrist. Yeah, like and an it's yeah, and there's uh and he is the big scare he is the scariest thing about this or, or like the scariest character in this movie. I real and you know it it uh, the visceral um every day what he uses to uh be cruel to people is uh, a lot of hardcore really awful verbal bl- uh, abuse to any uh, to his uh lady who she's very debbie who is a sunshine part yeah debbie's and, great i like her a lot and would have been yeah i could have seen Marilyn. yeah like you said that Marilyn Mar- was up for Mar- it was um up for this part they, well they wanted her but um they couldn't pay fox's price to get a to get a loan to to loan her out 
Yeah, and which is weird anyway, but But just, Gloria Graham was great. Gloria Graham was fantastic. She's, she was really good. I enjoyed yeah. her very much in this. And uh it it kind of it kind of worked it, it really kind of works. She has a bubbly decency and a light throughout this entire movie being, you know, Vince Stone's, you know, long punching bag, girlfriend, you know, yes. landstand long-standing punching bag for uh years upon years and uh when it actually Anyway, but uh, 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 so when something horrible actually happens to her, you feel it. That's the whole thing. That's the thing that keeps on happening in these movies. You make these characters, you they make you feel and empathize and sympathize even with some really uh, uh, with some innocent, uh, some complete innocence or some complicated or problematic innocent, uh, innocent or adjacent to innocent type of people and makes you really really love them that's what mov- most movies are supposed to do but they really do it so well here that when something awful happens yeah, it, it really hurts really your heart way. but go ahead yeah. Uh, Banyan briefly goes back to his his superior, and you know he's he's like, oh, dude, Lagana said all this stuff, plus Lucy Chapman and and the captain the captain or whoever is just like, ah, that Lucy Chapman's murder is a county squeal. Like, let the sheriff handle it. This isn't for homicide. And it's like, well, she was murdered, so yeah. I mean, it is kind of your deal. Might be slightly out of your jurisdiction, but you know that like, yeah, she just she just she wasn't an important person, so they just want to wash their hands of her. It's disgusting, and I'm yeah. sure it still happens. But then, you know, he's, uh, Banyan's very conflicted. He's a really interesting kind of layered character. So he goes home and he's like, he just, he doesn't know what he's supposed to do. And he, he talks to his wife because that's who he can actually share things with. And he's just like, dude, am I supposed to just do my job by stringing along and not looking left or right? Because I might see something they don't want me to see. Yeah. So he's like, man, he's he's kind of got everybody's number. Like, why? Like, why are they not wanting me to dig into this? Am I gonna fi- who am I gonna find out? You know, who am I gonna find out shit on? But then you know, Katie's right there for him and said, you know, you do that and you'll have trouble for me. I don't want you to compromise. Like she has his back. That's nice. It's nice. Isn't yeah. It? yeah. So, yeah, this is a really good relationship, and that's when um, he goes into Joyce's bedroom, and he's reading her the story of the three little kittens that lost their mittens, and, and she and comes in and says, asks for the car keys. and says, hey, I need the car keys, I'm gonna go somewhere, probably, I would imagine, to the grocery store to grab something, where else would you go late at night, and man, I didn't see this coming. You, how did you, uh, come on, ah, shit, dude! So he's, yeah, he's just, re- you know, he's not even reading a story. He's just making it up. And he's like, oh, they, you know, he's totally bullshitting it. They lost their mittens and the mom was like this and oh, and this and that. So she grabs the key. She goes out to the, to the car, starts the car and it blows the fuck up. <laughs> the car explodes with yeah. Katie in the driver's seat and she dies. Yeah, it's not good. That, that one. And it's, it's all, it's really oh, sad and Oh, I didn't see it coming. They got me. They got you. With, what did we say? Nineteen years before The Godfather. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that is, or yeah, that's true. and it's like holy shit! I'm like, oh, that's why they've been building up this actually healthy, lovely relationship, relationship because, because they're, they're gonna, gonna kill her or te- kill her. They're gonna tear it apart. Yeah, it's, like at a decent horror movie, you it's just get like, ah, the the, the, the emotional manipulation of good writing. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, how that's you do what. It. That's 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 why it's fucking brilliant. This was. 
Yeah. This and, and, and I'm just like, I, I literally, holy shit, the wife went to use the car and it blew up. Oh, he's going to be pissed. Yeah, yeah. And he is pissed. This is, who killed my wife? I, who, how, how am I going to fucking deal, deal with this? This is fucking bullshit. I know what this is. Yeah, and I love how it's not only the his direct superior, but also the actual police commissioner are like, hey, why don't you take, you know, he's not even on the force anymore, I guess. And everyone's like, why don't you, you know, uh, take some uh, paid leave. Yeah, he, and, and we'll, that's when he we'll look puts, into it. And that's when he push, uh, yeah. get, uh, gives away his badge. That's when he doesn't. Oh, okay, have any... okay. So he, so he has still been because he right. uh, because he gets pissed off. He gets pissed off. Goes in there and tries to yeah, and says, "Hey, police commissioner, my car just blew the fuck up because I think I've been investigating shit oh, right. about what's going on." And he said, "Uh, I don't th- that they said I'm a you're a." disobeying your orders just shut up and they that's when he turns in his badge and then he's okay i want you also to bring in your gun he says that this is my gun i bought this gun this is gun is mine it's my personal property you're not getting it you're not getting it goodbye which is is a badass move Um, you're you're right i i yeah you switched that that's not how it went you're right i preempted that my bad uh and she's and she he's determined to find out who killed i mean he knows who killed his wife but or more or less but well, he, yeah. ha- he has, he has so much idea that he has to dig it and you know the commissioner just saying like well you know you're a really good detective you put a lot of guys away you've made a lot of em- enemies enemies not enemies but enemies, enemies. this killing Animus. was revenge that's obvious and bannon's like enemies is that how it looks to you yeah. like some rando i put away five years ago is gonna just murder my wife now even though i'm working on this particular case yeah, so he's uh, uh, he goes to the retreat. He sees uh, fucking Vince Stone burn uh, burning a woman there with a cigar butt, and Jesus uh, Christ, I don't remember that. You didn't see that? That's fucking happened in the fucking movie. You didn't see that? Movie? Oh my god! I mean, yeah, he's a I'm fucking a, awful piece of I shit. I must have been writing notes. Oh my god! Yeah, that's like you were missing ha- that movie. I hate that fucking. Guy. That's guy's not a good dude. He's, he's not a good terrible. Dude. Uh, you know, he, and he, uh, stands, uh, and Bannon stands up to him and his, th- and Vince's, uh, other thugs, and Is then- Is this when they're playing craps? Yeah, and that, and, because that, it gets out of hand, and he fucking goes, ah, fucking, ah, and then- Oh, I thought he just grabbed, I just, I thought he just grabbed her wrist, I didn't no, realize- No, he, he fucking grabbed her wrist Jesus. and went like- Oh, and that's his M.O., that's yeah, what he did that's to he, Lucy, oh my god, this yeah, guy Yeah, exactly, sucks. that's what, that's his fucking thing. That's oh, his, he's terrible. Yeah, yeah, but I Lee like Marvin to burn is ladies. Great. Yeah, I like to burn ladies with my cigars. I like to burn ladies in general, Jesus, considering yeah. what happens yeah, later. Yeah, because- Oh my god. God, I fucking hate this guy. This is not. Cool. He is really good though. The actor. Yeah, Lee Marvin, baby. Really good as a piece Lee of Marvin. Shit. He he is playing. He has played hard hard evil men yeah. for the majority of his career. Either like you know hard men that have some sort of sympathy or anti heroes or you know generals mm. in war movies. He's played uh, just. A, he, I I saw that movie, The Klansman, where he was playing a sheriff. Trying to make sure that the black people and uh, the Klansmen, you know, try to get together and try to, what? you know, uh, yeah, yeah. D- uh, written by Samuel Fuller and directed by Terrence Young, a British director who mainly fucking did uh, like 
comedies and James Bond movies. And he that did this. That sounds insane. Uh, what year was that? The, uh, O.J. Simpson was 1974. So that, 74. And so that that movie is insane because in that movie he is trying to he. He get by the end of the movie. He he finally takes a stand that the clan is bad. He's very unhe- unhealthy and not a good Why guy. And that to watch. Well, oh, I because I've been meaning to watch it. Anyway, there's that. So he usually plays. That's his thing. That's who he. That's man. I just thought he grabbed her and was squeezed. No, I didn't realize he. He went like burned. that, and that's oh, how you sucks. fucking. And that's how. He, and that's how more or less Banyan. Okay, tries I was to wondering why Carolyn fucking, Jones was being kind of weepy at the table. I'm like, okay, yeah, somebody's squeezing you. That's like a no. That, but it's like okay, oh no, fucking Stogie burn on your on your fucking wrist that's gonna that's gonna fuck you up yeah and uh so and he pays that, and he pays her money and he just throws money on the table like we're square right yeah no prick no it's not you did violence to my arm you fucking dickhead anyway Jesus. so this imp- and so when how, he stands wait, I, up i like how, i like how that random guy reds just yeah. the random dude was like what's your fucking problem bro and the girlfriend is like yeah this is a bad dude you don't want to get mixed up with that dude but he's just like no, this is a bad guy. Somebody has to stand up to him. And and it's kind of like this, like, Reds, you don't need to go getting burned or popped, but I appreciate that you want to stand up for justice. Ah! Oh, uh, there's also a guy named Larry, who is the... Fucking Larry. That- who is the actual guy who... who uh, uh, put the... Um, uh, I'm giving this part away, but who put the... Uh, who put the bomb in the car that yeah. was supposed to be for uh, that was supposed to be for Dave Banyan and kills his wife? Yeah, anyway, it was so, suppo- yeah. It was so anyway, let's back up a little bit. So when he when Banyan, uh, you know, stands up for uh, stands up to Vince Stone at the retreat, that make that impresses you know Vince Stone's girlfriend Debbie, and Debbie's like, "Oh, I want to get to know you, please." "Quote unquote, help me out of this goddamn situation. I'm in a. Uh, she's more or less coding this in all of her language. I need to get out of this relationship. Like, yeah, I need to get put, the fuck out yeah, of here. Yeah, let me put some feelers out and just see if what there's sort a of way that you can I get. Can make. Yeah, yeah. And the two hit it off. They take a cab to uh, to the hotel where he is now living because he doesn't want to live at yeah, home. Yeah, he had to move out of his house. He sent his daughter to stay with a uh, with a with a babysitter um, because he just couldn't be in that house." anymore and he uh, and they have a uh and he's hard he's sensitive he's still raw about the death of his wife and so he's in a fucked up he's place. in a fucked up situation he just wants to find out who killed i mean it the per he just wants to commit the idea of who killed who and what and push it down and then sh- uh, so they have a little bit of a tete-a-tete at each other or like just a nice little uh, not a nice but a pretty hard conversation where he's trying to find out more about Vince Stone he's trying to find out more about Mike Lagana and uh she mentions his wife and that kind of rubs him the wrong way and he just he's not ready he's not ready to he's not ready it. to talk about it yet yeah. he's not a dick about it but he's just um well oh, remember he goes is that no, that might be after he goes. He goes to that like impound lot thing. Yeah, he might. Uh, that might be a bit later. I do be. Wrong, I could be wrong there, but uh, I, I, no, I. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm not sure. Anyway, the uh, so. Oh yeah, that it, that go. That's a little bit later. Here we go. So Debbie reluctant. It goes back to Stone's place, and she's not. That's not. She shouldn't have done that. 
But well, that's talking. The, the to, thing is, the thing is, that's where that's where she lives. It's not great. Um, she's in a shit situation. Yeah, she just she's his girlfriend, and it is what it is. Um, that I mean, it totally sucks. But I like how I love Debbie's smart mouth. You know, um, like you would. They walk in. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? You uh, I know, like Vince. Vince walk. You know, she's there. Vince walks in, and he's like, "Oh, expecting someone else," and she's like. You'll do better than drinking alone. Yeah. Uh, but, the, oh, oh, I think that's a little bit earlier. I just, I really like this exchange. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, then La- then Larry's there. Oh, I think that's when um, when Lagana first shows up and they have, like, they have a whole scene. Um, and then Larry, so we know he's a piece of shit, is like, oh, yeah, when that happens, give me a ring. I'm a rebound man from way back. Like, yeah, yeah I, when I you're done with her, give me your sloppy yeah. seconds. He's fucking gross. Yeah. They're both I, gross. Anyway, the, um, at the, uh, when he, when she comes back to, to Vince's place, uh, they get, uh, they get, well, and she nonsense. accuses, she accuses, he, acu- Vince accuses Debbie that uh, that she talked to Banyan about Lagana and about him and about all of their shit that they're doing, and they get into a bit of a, ra- uh, a route, and that's yeah. when he fucking splashes her face. Yeah, with they're they're just coffee. Have a, yeah they're they're yeah they're just having a bit of a thing, and he's kind of holding on to her, and it's like okay, this is bad, but she can still get out of it, and then he just happens to hear, and he looks over. Oh, cause they're um they're at the poker game, and they're boiling a carafe of coffee for some reason. It's like it's like you're drinking and smoking. Why are you boiling a carafe of coffee during a poker game? But it's it's the shit is fucking literally bubbling. Mm. Like I can't even believe he touched the handle of that pot. Yeah. Without an oven mitt, that's how hot it looked, and he threw it on her face. Yeah. Did you see that coming? That was the second thing that jumped out at you. Holy probably. shit balls, dude. Tell me tell me more. How did you feel? What 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 didn't care for it. <laughs> well, I was oh, not happy okay. about it. Yeah, no. There's not nothing to be happy about, but did it did it shock you that they put this in a movie and Yeah, that this is really dark. This is a real shocking, dark, fucked up movie for for now. Not not less nineteen fifty three or whatever the fuck. Yeah, I mean yeah. we didn't actually I like how the artfully they did it. Is basically we just see we see the bubbling we see the bubbling coffee we see his hand grab it and then we just hear a scream like we don't actually see anything hit and, her and that's but good we know what happened. and that and that's and that and that's that's even scarier like, and that's how you know yes. that both of the both of the Fritz times Lang. both these I mean, yeah I was just about to say that's how you know that this is a Fritz Lang picture mm-hmm. this is how you know you're in the hands of someone who knows what he's fucking doing and wants to present it and scares you in such a way with the misdirection of stuff that you do not need to see you do not the scariest part is watching you know uh watching a a lip fuse going all the way down rather than seeing a face being completely exploded it's the suspense catching up into it of knowing it and then not seeing it because of not uh, not seeing exactly what fucking happened until a little bit later the coffee was literally bubbling boiling it was it's not a keurig it's not a mr coffee it was on a heating element there was little literal boiling bubbles in that coffee that is yeah face Skin melting, peeling, third degree burns. Yeah, 
That is gnarly as fuck. Not fun. Not fun. Uh, is, anyway, so that is so hard. And what pisses? And this is what is. And this is how we know that they uh, that they couldn't do the shit. So they there's an attorney there. There is the police commissioner there. Yep. There's all these fucking powerful dickheads there, and we they don't. See, and, we don't and they're see like, this either. we hear about it after the fact. That yeah, but that, but there are. Uh, but we saw that we know that the police commissioner is there because we recognize who the police commissioner they, is. We didn't see for, that scene. She said that after she went back to. Yeah, yeah, but I noticed hotel. one of the guys being the police commissioner. Wait, at the poker game? At the poker Fucking game. That's a. what the poker game was. It was the police commissioner. Oh, it was shit. an attorney, and it was a cat. It was one oh, of the captains, that, okay, and that's okay, why. So that's why they were the ones that were there yeah. to pay off the doctor yes. and watched her get bandaged. Oh, she said. Oh, well, she she said that. So I thought that was a scene we didn't she, see. No. I didn't, oh, I didn't. God see, damn it! Dude. They were all uh, see the most powerful. Those cops that were get, getting paid off. Off, are there uh, to play poker into the, the shit and they, they don't have the balls to yeah. show up later i know and they bullshit. and and then they say and so she screams and then they come try to come to her rescue and say hey all uh, why don't we gotta take to, take her to a hospital no i gotta don't help her don't don't be kind to her even though we gotta uh, they eventually get her to a hospital i'm just saying no, the that, thing is, that, they have but to they're take like, them to their own mafia doctor so that they're yeah pay for but they can't put them to that uh, can't uh, take her to a regular hospital because that would lay off of the other that would get more questions but that's who that's who she yeah they they could take her to a hospital anyway so debbie returns to banyan at his hotel all bandaged up all fucked up and um and he uh he calls down and says puts and puts and puts her to a um a relation it puts her in a room to her uh so she can have a room so she can get away from these guys. She yeah, and he and he puts it under some sort of false, false name or name, something yeah. so they so no one can find her. Yeah. And uh, Deb, uh Debbie uh identifies the man that uh put the car bomb uh, uh who who arranged the planning of the pipe bomb was uh, uh it was, was Larry, it was dynamite. Car bomb, he literally sorry. said it was dynamite. Yeah, uh, was Larry Gordon one yeah. of Stone one of Stone's buddies, one of Vince Stone's buddies, and so, uh, yeah, so. Oh, a city councilman was there. Yeah, that's why the whole Every, thing. Everybody's in Yeah, exactly. That. That's why he was all, he, they were all, like I said, this is a dark, sinister, fucked yeah. up movie where everyone is getting paid off for all the. the so is this, is this when he goes heads. to the, the tow yard? Yeah, I think so. Let me see here. Yeah, I think so. Uh, oh, jeez. But um, I could it, be It might have been interspliced with, yeah, with a few of the other it, scenes. Anyway, throughout, uh, throughout this entire so thing, she is... He's investigating throughout uh, throughout this movie, and he comes upon the the uh, the junkyard and meets the uh, meets a guy who more or less sold him the or like more or less did dealings and got him the dynamite uh, to Larry Gordon. What am I wrong? Or I, no, I'm just confused. So a guy at remember the fat guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The and fat, the old assistant. Yeah, yeah, the fat goon. So the thing is, it looks it looks like they're at. Yeah, some kind of tow yard where there's cars. Yeah. How does this guy get dynamite? I, I honestly, I think that was one of the very few. Uh, yeah, he that must have, have other connections. That might have been a, a bit, bit of a, a hole, hole because that guy wouldn't talk. And we n- we're not sure why he was there to begin with unless I missed something, which is entirely possible. Yeah, well, there is, uh, he didn't really, uh, 
he, and he doesn't he doesn't say shit when oh, no, uh, when talk. Banyan uh, confronts him and all that stuff. He just says, "No, I don't know about that's uh, yeah, I know uh, a Larry." Or he's trying to, to you know. It, this oh, big he, fat guy is trying to the name, He got the name Larry in connection with the retreat somehow, yeah. but he doesn't know his last name. And uh, and uh, he goes he goes through that whole thing, and he doesn't get anything. And then the a uh, uh, little old lady assistant, just Bless as uh, just as uh, just as Banyan's about to leave, tells her it uh, tells him all about the uh, this uh, tells him that oh he knows Larry. Larry and him do business. Uh, they. They they know each other. This person's named Larry Gordon, and uh, uh yeah, and and she um she's like yeah, you know I've seen him with a you know with this guy who wears loud clothes. Yeah. yeah she, so she's describing Larry. Debbie also tells Banyan that Gordon is uh where Gordon is staying at, and then Banyan. Forces Gordon to admit to the car bombing, and oh, he does. Oh, but go ahead. The, my favorite part about that oh, bit yeah. was that he brought the old assistant lady from the tow yard yeah. to randomly. Um, um, I, I think it was um, Debbie who gave her gave him the address to his apartment, but he doesn't want to just fuck up just any rando just in case. So he gets the, the old lady from the tow yard who originally identified Larry to knock on the door, ask for Mrs. So and So, and he's like. Ah, you got the wrong place, lady. And then and, when she, and then then they close the door, and then uh, and then, and then she ba- says, "Oh," and she kind of not- uh, nods to Banyan, saying, "Hey, I have uh, this is this is the guy. Yeah, this is yeah, Larry. That's, that, the uh, that's I- I'm confirming. This is the dude I saw." Yeah. And you can go I, that and was meet so him. smart. Yeah, yeah of that's... course, it's smart, sharp, uh, sharp movie. And and to reveal that Duncan's wit when. Widow was blackmailing Stone and Logano with incriminating documents. The letter to the, the DA. The letter to the DA. And that's how Miss and that's how um Duncan's widow is able to be a quote unquote power player and why Duncan's widow is not dead yet. And that's yeah, because she put it in the safety deposit box and they go on like if something bad happens to her and she dies. Um, she has no next of kin, so all, you know, her safety deposit box and what have you becomes public property and is open to investigation. Bannon does not kill Gordon, but promises to spill, tell him, hey, I'll tell everybody that you talked, all right? And that is worse. Mm-hmm. And, and then so Gordon- Larry fucking is, bails. Yeah, he fuck, yeah. Larry skips town. He gets the fuck out of Dodge. But, event, but that doesn't help him. He is still murdered yeah. by, uh, is still murdered by uh, Vince's, uh, Vince's uh, other friends and Vince's uh, men. I'm going to spread yeah, the word you talked. You're done, thief. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's it's incredible. It's, <laughs> Ben. Bannon also then goes to Mrs. Duncan, uh, Duncan's widow, and confronts her about the fucking bullshit, and indeed uh, about uh, b- betraying Lucy Chapman and protecting Lagana and Stone and not help. And with, uh, with his hand, uh, I'm going to read from Wikipedia. It says, "With his hands at her throat, Banyan tells Mrs. Duncan that if she is killed, the evidence she has against Lagana will be revealed." And before Banning can follow through on his threats, the cops sent by Lagana mm-hmm. arrive and kind of break up the thing and say, "Hey, what are you doing? Trying to kill your? Trying to kill? Uh, yeah, what's this going woman. on here? What's yeah. the big idea? What's yeah. happening? Exactly. 
And is this about where, um, is it Lagana says something about, um, oh, no, I think it's probably Vince because Vince is this kind of piece of shit where he's just, where they're talking about how to get out of this situation, Vince and Lagana, and Vince is like, uh, tanks up, take something Banyan values more than himself and he'll keep quiet. And I'm like, fuck, they're the, going after the, the little kid. girl. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like that piece of shit. <laughs> Randa. What I love about you is that you're so invested in movies. Things that are made up makes me happy. Uh, but before Ben, yeah, he just... It's not my fault. He sucks. He's, no, he does. He's really good at playing a fucking awful bastard. I can watch the Klansman again later. It's fucking So awful. now I'm like, holy shit, what's going to happen to this little girl? But Ben, is, you know, he's a detective. He's a smart dude. He... He um, got in contact with the babysitter and shuffled her off to be um, under the guardianship, you know, um, under her, um, <clears throat> wherever her brother-in-law, his brother-in-law, who was, I guess, um, his dead wife's brother. Yeah. Um, his apartment. So the kid and the babysitter are there with a bunch, with some of his army buddies. And it's like, you know, hey, if someone breaks in here, we're, we'll, we'll throw the fuck down. And then, we're, we're <laughs> yeah, not I like uh, these guys, these army like, buddies are fucking awesome. Yeah, and stupid he's, and ridiculous. Like, he's like, dude, I was in Okinawa and I saw shit blow up and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that's it, nice. It's it just wasn't nice. exactly that, but they're just like, mm, whatever, we got this. So, uh, goes, he's, uh, not Okinawa. I, I completely. I love that was, saying different words. That was that was not the Okinawa. Line. Yeah. That was not the line. No. I completely. No. Let's move fuck on. Fuck that up. No. Don't feel bad. Uh, I don't. <laughs> you often don't. The uh, <laughs> Debbie. Uh, you know, eventually, uh, you know, Banning gets connect. Uh, goes to deal with Stone and Will. Uh, Wilkes arrives. A fucking different. Do a dude that's welcome the captain to, guy yeah that's the he's finally willing to help out oh really you're willing to fucking help okay fine you and to stake take a stand against the police commissioner who has been having dinner uh, who's been playing poker and watching you know violence done to ladies with fucking coffee mm -hmm. you know and that so and then debbie Goes to uh, Mrs. This Duncan. Is, this is great. This is the bad bitch moment of this film. Yeah, this is great. Uh, and starts talking about their, you know, so, relationships so, to gangsters, how they all know each other. Uh, oh, yeah. She's like, yeah, we're sisters in mink because yeah. they're both wearing mink coats because they were both with dudes who that are getting pay money. them off. Yeah, who are getting money from Lagana for yeah. dirty shit. Yeah. Um, but Debbie's like, you know what? My face is ruined. I know exactly what's going on. The only way to blow this shit up is, is for this bitch to die and have that letter get out because she yeah, learned that from Banyan. Yeah, and that's a brilliant fucking plan. That's smart, really fucking smart. And she's like, yeah. And she's like, what else do I have to live for? I'm not hot anymore because it's 1953 and she's yeah. young and... And, at, 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 and then uh, fucking... But she's damn, also it, like, I'm in a position where I'm... I don't know what to do with my life. Yeah, so Mrs. Duncan, oof. <clears throat> Mrs. Duncan was uh is going to call v Stone, Vince Stone. Yeah, come get your girl, yeah. And say, "Hey, you know, <laughs> come." And then before she could fucking do that, fucking Debbie fucking shoots her. Just fucking Dead. shoots her. We're done. She's done with. It's done with. No second thoughts. Ban uh, and then Banyan 
just is going after st- uh, going after Stone, making sh- uh, you know following Stone, uh, Lee Marvin, and they go to uh, with and he arrives at Stone's uh, place, and Debbie has been waiting for St- uh, Debbie has been waiting for Vince Stone. Go ahead, we're, yeah. Debbie was waiting for him. Yeah, Debbie. Where Debbie was waiting for him at Stone at Vince oh, Stone's shit. apartment. You know. Oh, that's oh yeah! Exactly oh, the whole the point, the part. other the other way around. This so is she is yeah. Finally, this part's fucking oh yeah. You're right. This part's fucking. This great. is the this is the thing. This is more or less how the fucking movie. Oh, this is the second bad bitch moment yeah, of this movie. I know this is great. So they they get to they get to his apartment, his place, and um, she uh oh what how how does this go down? Why don't you uh describe it? Why don't you describe it? Dude, I literally wrote, um, Debbie goes to Widow's house. Did Banyan send her? Yup. She shoots her and then goes to Vince's and throws scalding coffee in his face. Yay! She tells him off and then he shoots her. Yeah. That's what I wrote. In re- yeah. He, 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 kill, he, shoot, he shoots her and it takes her a while to die. There's a really, really, really sad, awful part where... She, or not sad, sad, not awful. Really well done, really well made, and it's her on her, her giving, asking in her last breaths, as uh, breaths, her last breaths, 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 breaths. She asks about Banyan's wife and who she, what she, it, what she was like, and blah. Wait, so blah. it's an interesting callback to when she was first at the apartment when yeah. he wasn't ready to talk about her. And, you know, Banyan was just like, oh, she had brown hair, gray eyes, um, about five, five. That's a police And she's sketch. like, yeah, that that's a police description. What was your wife like? like as a and human he being. And he just, he couldn't go there in his mind because he, he just. He didn't want, he wasn't ready to yeah, do that he was yet. Yeah, he was just too in his, in his own feelings at the time. But at this time when she's lying there dying, her face scarred, we do actually see the bandages yeah. off. And and it and it's very It's pretty good makeup. It's decent. It's very peeling latex. But it, it, it does sort of look thing. enough like a Yeah, it it works it works enough. It works enough for the it time. It works enough. Um, yeah. and she's like, "No, what was she really like?" And she's he's like, "Well, she was in she was an Irish firecracker, and we'd share cigarettes, and, mm, you know, nice. she would always... Yeah, and then he really got into the meat and bones of, of how he felt about his wife. And Debbie says, I like her. I like her a lot. It, it's, it's, it's really so perfectly, good. It's so good. It's so perfectly done. It actually move. It really is yeah. moving. It really feels like, ooh, this is a real emotional moment. And it really... I, I was moved by that. I've seen this movie. This is probably... I think this is the third time I've seen this movie. And it's really, I, it was really good. It's very, it's very well crafted. And you know, she, uh, yeah, S- Debbie dies on the floor, and Stone is arrested for murder. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Was it one of? Oh yeah, um, Banyan. They have they have a shootout at his apartment. Yeah. And Banyan has an opportunity to just blam him, and he's like, "Yeah, go ahead." And and Banyan's just like, "You know what? That's not. That's too good for you." Yeah, and then he. It's like, uh, uh-uh, uh, you're you're going to the poke. And it actually, and it, for a short, it was tense enough. It's a, it's a, it's a, having a, a, like a western type of gun battle in that small of a space. Yeah, was really really cool. I liked that a lot. That worked for me, and I, uh, and it 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 felt like a certain amount of ju- judgment was done because you know she, they uh. 
Duncan's has uh, office. Uh, they have uh, Officer Duncan's damning evidence because they finally fucking got the 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 uh, in the note yeah, it, he left Bertha behind died. for the DA is made. It's it's just out there now. And uh, Lagana and Higgins are indicted, and Bannon is reinstated to his job as a homicide detective. Yeah. So he gets his job back. So that was really. I really like this. Yeah, one. that was really. That good. was like much better than that's why i think it's a five-star movie in my opinion is it much better than the big clock which didn't have which which was fine but it was a but it was it was a bit it was a bit messy and there and there were some holes and whatnot and and it it did some some big character holes that you know kind of just didn't work for me as he uh, here every beat and every character was well drawn the the fucking Everything villains was, was really, really. The villains were well drawn enough and believable enough, and uh, everything was very, very intentional. Yeah. In this whereas the, this didn't. It, whereas the big clock didn't really have that big of a. Uh, it, it clock. It, it didn't have that. Yeah. Fine. Whatever. Fine. That's you know. Hey, that know. clock was huge. That was huge, especially for 1948. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I really, yeah, I. I really like this. I uh, I I hope you enjoy. Yeah, I I want you to watch more Lee Marvin. He's so perfectly vile here that oh is my God. just yeah. authentically he's, he's, vile he's, and perfectly vile he's here. He's absolutely god awful terrible. Yeah, and he's a, he's it a has great you bad guy. and it, and and he has more and he's low level enough where it seems it seems believable. He seems like a number two. A you know. Yeah, it seemed like wily... number two to me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. That was Thank terrible. You. Yeah, I terrible. like it. No, baby. I'm actually enjoying this now. Okay. I'm, I'm glad. Okay, babe. So let let's hear your funny notes. Notes out of context. My funny notes. Okay. Yeah. Let's. All right. Suicide doesn't look painless. <laughs> oh God. Letter to the DA found by the wife Tom Parokas. Widow? Oh, God. That's... No, Tom Duncan's widow. That makes more sense. Really? Laguna? Laguna's got a handsome whore and Vince Stone. Wife took the... Took the note that was for the DA. She... She dictated perhaps orally. Depends on the crossberries. His... Depends on the what? I put... uh, I'm reading it as crossberries. His health, police surgeon... Banyan is on the case. Kiss the stake goodbye till she ends college. The book just used to you. God stake. Good stake? No, God stake. <laughs> Waking Joyce. Sergeant Marty. Lucy Chapman at the retreat. Easy tells about Duncan waiting for a divorce. Lucy Chapman was a, just a friend, I hear, sneering. Yeah, the the pig's eye. Great bars, dirty family Linus. For Lucy Chapman's, Tom is a tomcat? Oh my gosh, how so? At Lakeside, his good name needs to be preserved. Women dead after beaten in and tortured were, shoo- 
wore shoes and dress at the Lakeside Fashion Shop. Sex crime question mark? Psychopathic Lucy is dead. Pain stopper for instinct. Bartender calls for benefactor. Don't care. Uh, don't scare me, Sergeant. Special cancer pigeon. Coming home is beautiful with an adoring wife. And a dildo. Oh, God. No, that's a dildo. <laughs> daughter? A daughter, yeah. Okay, that's... that's, that, that's <laughs> Both very, are very both different. are fine. Coming home with a dildo. Yeah, no, they're good, but they're very don't, 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 don't use them together. Uh, <laughs> coming home is beautiful with an adoring wife and a child. Not a dildo. It says, and a child, not a dildo. All right. Occupational disease. Yes, it is, anonymous, plain all. Big people are getting anointed a decent marriage. Yay! Mike Lagana runs things here. Banyan gets inside Lagana's party for his daughter, Lagana. A powerful, successful man. Lagana is into liqueur. Immaculate. Lagana is act a crime boss. Banyan hits Lagana's footsie. Funky foot. Funky foot. <laughs> Banyan boss is pissed after the brawl at Lagana's. It's the sheriff's procreation loop rebate. No, probate. No, that's. Let me read that. Oh, let me read that again. It's a sheriff's prerogative. No, it's a sheriff's problem, not a probate. It's a sheriff's probate that Lucy made. It's a sheriff's problem that Lucy made. The Jersey mosquitoes, they kiss all over the wife's load. Oh, my God. <laughs> She gets the car keys, an exploding car that killed the wife. Child didn't go to the funeral. That was something I didn't, you know, come on, tell your child, mommy's dead. Oh, yeah, he didn't tell her at all. Yeah, he's that's he's like, oh, we just moved her to family and said she's on vacation. Revenge is obvious. Sometimes it takes that beaver. Oh, God, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, sometimes it takes forever oh not beaver sometimes it takes beaver no sometimes it takes forever well, lagana yeah yeah lagana and the beaver all right lagana owns the police so that's a great that's that should be a tv show lagana and the beaver uh lagana owns the police who murdered my wife banning is on a hate binge no man is an island just watch him debbie knows lamb chop lamb shop vince is a is a scourge hit fucks just for the football players. I'm a rebound man from way back. Oh, yeah, I used to get other people's thirds and fifths, and I used to date somebody after my friend did. Uh, yeah. I'm a That's just a fucking weird thing to say. I'm a rebound man from way back, when it, before it was hip and cool I'm and all interesting. I'm all about the slap seconds. Okay. That's weird. <laughs> okay. It's the Mac system. Is the Move ma in after completion. I've never heard of... What? That's an Always Sunny reference, babe. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. There, that is true. Nyman is... No man is an island. Just watch them. Debbie knows how to lamb chop. Vince is a, is a scary hot fucker. <laughs> Ugh. Just for the football players. Oh, my God. There is a scary hot fucker just for the football players. I'm a rebound man from way back. Prisons are bubbling. Larry is a dipshit. Elections too close. Laguna, Lagana, Laguna, Lagana, Lagana doesn't want more. Lagana doesn't want more waves. Slim isn't shady. Slim isn't around. No, Slim isn't around. I stay careful. That's how it stands. Scared rabbits. Fat boy assistant tells about a man with 
colorful clothes, the Rachit. Al's gonna call Larry. Honey, the guy is out of lines. A small brand axing and asking Vince, word over Lucy's depends. Debbie gonna try to curate with Banyan. Ooh, he's gonna <laughs> curate with Banyan? Left me like an old beer. Early nothings, hotel talk, rich is better, that better, romantic like a parrot. Handcuffs. Debbie didn't give him any info. Take abuse by Steve throwing coffee in Debbie's face. Vince is a piece of garbage. Logan, L- Logana, Logana. You say Lagana, I say Lagina. Let's all call the needs to square everything. Lagana needs to square everything. That badge is a, is awful. Higgins helped Debbie Willis. Larry Gordon, Vince got from Chicago, old lady cheats if it's Larry. Banyan bets, though, your perndy Duncan was at a stakes. Spend the card. You talked. Larry is new dads. None of these are making any sense. I like nope. it a lot. I like it. Let's move on. Both made mistakes. Correct them. Going after Bahamas kid? Or going after Bananas kid? Oh, shit. Banyan's kid, I imagine. Oh, that makes more sense. Going after Banyan's kid, not Bananas kid. Bananas kid? Mrs. Duncan gonna stall. Boom. Banyan's got Mrs. Duncan's number, Lagana. Soul searching began. Banyan knows real Neil call. Debbie and her luchy face sad, given have killed her banyan says banyan struggles with the bodyguard the angry pete the child meds a new needs oh the child that child needs a new story of being being told ooh where's your where's your mommy oh she needs a no, new story no remember he did oh yeah but yeah the kittens that lost their mittens twice yeah but also yeah that i agree needs a new story but also a new story about how she your likes mom's that dead one. yeah that, yeah well that's because she's dumb um <laughs> I love it. I can still shock you. Um, after she confesses, Banyan can fart. <laughs> I guess. That was Debbie and shots at Vince's gain. More Banyan, more brawling. Then Banyan stops himself from killing him. Debbie doesn't want to die. Banyan tells Debbie about his wife, and now she falls asleep dead. As Banyan chats, Banyan is now a sergeant in charge. Thank you. Read that all by myself. I didn't need and help. And wrote it, too. I wrote it, too. Uh, this is Top Notch Nonsense. I'm Michael. And I'm Ryan. Bye-bye. Later. Later.